0: So the fairness doctrine, that that we're at that same point with security in this country where, uh, we hit we hit agree on that uh, on that TOS, and now our society is irreparably harmed <laughs> from it, and there's no going back.
1: Well, on that cheerful note, welcome to the getting off topic <laughs> podcast, everybody. <laughs> and a happy Valentine's Day to you. <laughs> uh, so, happy, um, happy bullshit capitalist. Uh, Uh, Buy all the greeting cards holiday
2: And you're a terrible person If you don't buy your loved one flowers Day So I
0: was having a a little bit of a sad uh, Day because My ex and I recently split So You know that's not great But then randomly online I found out that the Gidup kids were doing a live stream Of uh, Their 1999 album Something to write home about Huh and uh, so I, I, I literally had like twenty minutes left before the stream started, and so I popped on there, paid the. Well, I bought the T-shirt bundle, <laughs> so what was, 15, was, what, what was supposed to be fifteen was what was supposed to be fifteen dollars ended up turning into forty. But I mean, whatever. I I would have gone to probably five times the amount of shows this, per week. Uh, well, not per week, but like. Yeah that's bi-monthly yeah.
1: so that, that's how we that's how we justify it i am still waiting for my ridiculous laptop <laughs> oh uh, yeah yeah. It, yeah it got delayed uh, i just got an email a day or two ago from new egg saying that uh the new shipping date is uh this coming monday i believe is uh, it you is it usbs shipping uh it didn't i don't remember if it said or not because you can um, thank DeJoy for that bullshit. Yeah, seriously. Um, yeah, it's... Uh, wait, when is it? The ni- No, wait, no. it's this Friday, I believe. The 19th, I want to say? Whatever the 19th is. Whatever. Anyway. But yeah, I'm waiting for that, and... Uh, I mean, I don't have to wait for an email. What I'll get is the big giant flashy alert on my phone from my Capital One credit card saying, Bro, (laughs) (laughs) what are you doing? Is this you? Are you sure this is you? You don't usually go crazy like this. (laughs) But uh uh so Yeah, that'll be fine.
0: (laughs) Y'all, y'all will uh y'all will like this. I um I got something very cool. So this room that I'm in right now, it's still in a lot of disrepair. It's eventually going to become a streaming room with like a green screen and all that. Mm-hmm. But currently it's just full of a bunch of crap. Um, but to decorate my room so that when I'm streaming, people have stuff to look at rather than just empty vents. Um, uh, I got, uh, so I watched this video last year by a YouTuber called Super Eyepatch Wolf, I think is his name.
2: Does he um, have super super patch?
0: And is he a wolf? Uh, And he had this video that was called "The Disturbing Reality of Modern Simpsons." I'm butchering the title, but it's effectively about the rise of uh, Simpsons wave and um, Simpsons wave. Simpsons wave, like like synth wave. But there's a there's a genre of music called Simpsons audio. There's a genre of like audio visual experience called simpsons wave which combines clips from old simpsons episodes distorts them like uh like an old vhs and takes them out of context re -re repatches them together usually as music Mm -hmm. and presents them as like dystopic or um post-capitalist like late stage capitalism like destruction in the american lifestyle Mm -hmm. effectively these like um Depressing, sad videos about I, modern I, American life. I was going to say, basically, it's
1: it's fodder for uh, millennials and maybe a bit of Gen Z. If you're, uh, if yeah. You're so now. I just, mean, it was it to, was invented something to listen to and get depressed at. <laughs> so it
0: was invented by millennials back in like 2011, and has gotten. So do you know the whole um, uh, steamed hams meme? Mm-mm. Oh man, you guys. I gotta hook you up with some culture, man. Jeez. Sorry, sorry, Byron. Uh, <laughs> I uh, I work
1: twelve hours a day. I don't live on the internet. <laughs> oh, yes, you do. You spend yeah, most you do. of that time sorry, on the internet. That's all you do is fiddle around on your phone. I was gonna, gonna say that's some bullshit. Okay, I guess uh, I guess not in the in the circles <laughs> that you are in, Byron.
0: <laughs> uh, hey, circles. I this is all one hundred percent self learned. Thank you very
1: much. <laughs> Anyways, so going back to all of this, so Simpsons Wave what is fascinating. Is- Sorry, it's you. It's, you spend a lot more time in YouTube culture than I do. I, I, you, you do guys okay. yeah into these yeah. different genres. I do spend a
0: lot, a lot, a lot of time on YouTube. Yeah, that um, I'm, I'm less familiar with. Trying anyway. to figure out how to make it work. So, anyways, this postmodern video about about the the ennui of the Simpsons and why reusing old Simpsons episodes to create something new works so well because there's a moment in the Simpsons for everything. So, um, you know, Simpsons did it. Uh, so in that video, he talks about like the postmodern understanding of the Simpsons and I'm a huge Simpsons fan. So I started g- diving into this like 2000, 2010s era, new Simpsons culture. And there's some fascinating stuff. There's something called Bart Kira, which is, Akira the graphic novel redone entirely with Simpsons characters in Simpsons like it's incredible it was they just look up Bart Kira so they so when to i tell fell when i fell in... down this Bart Kira uh hole i found this um this like post this pop culture uh artist guy who did this thing called um this series called Uh, surreality, Uh, unreal, unreality, something like this. Um, and I found this amazing video or uh poster, and he did a series of posters. Um, let me see if I can find it for sale on uh, (laughs) Nakatomi Plaza, is the site. Yeah, nice. Yeah. Um, And I managed to get a piece of art uh, that I now can't find. And it's, <laughs> God damn. Well, cool stuff. Um, <laughs> yep. Okay. Keep going. I'll find it. <laughs> it's all
1: good. Uh, I, I, I didn't actually take the time to look up a whole lot of news this week. I kind of did last week. Dude, but, there's
0: a ton of news this week.
1: Yeah. A lot of, a lot and of, last I week did too. pick up is, yeah, kind of old now because it's a week old. But, um, uh, oh, in uh, in the ongoing saga that we've been covering, uh, as it's as it's played out, uh, Fallout Frontier or the yeah. Frontier, yeah, yeah. So yeah, we it, we saw the rise, the immediate fall, and then apparently they relaunched it again.
0: What? Yeah, they ripped out a lot of the offending content. Yeah,
2: wasn't it that like the problem was the whole thing was, like, offending content?
0: I guess. Uh, <laughs> yeah. uh, not necessarily. Like, I, I, I went and looked a little bit more, and it seems to... It seems that the worst stuff was isolated to, like, certain storylines and that type of thing. Mm. So... Okay.
1: So, uh, they could just pull a quest line fairly easily, yeah, yeah. exactly.
0: They, I mean, what they can do in that is they can literally just check some boxes and and like disable some quests. Mind you, yeah. that can break other stuff if it, it includes like characters or NPCs that are important, but it's not quite as hard as we thought it was. Um, it's still like permanently damaged, though, <laughs> like there's. Yeah. There's not a lot of coming back from it
1: yeah I, know. I already have enough to play uh on the horizon so i I probably i don't know if i'm ever gonna check it out
0: but i'll probably i'll probably check it out sometime soon actually i reinstalled falls new fallout new vegas just to do it no but um that was before <laughs> so
1: uh, <laughs> you're like you're looking at your your desktop like oh, oh, oh. yeah <laughs>
0: I mean, I'm also playing Fallout VR right now, so like, I don't know how much Fallout I can deal with,
1: you know. <laughs> Too much Fallout. Uh, well, another uh, move, uh, another uh, video game related news. Uh, I well, I guess this is news to me. I wasn't wait, wait, fucking Be- no.
0: Before you get into that, I just want to show you guys. I found the thing. It's called Unreal Estate Springfield After Dark, and it's a glow in the dark print of this. That's Uh, the Springfield sign and it's got El Barto and uh, blurry, but yeah, see. Nice. It's got the towers in the background. Anyways, it's cool. I like it. Very cool. That long ass story just for that.
1: (laughs) Well done. So I guess I was the last person to know that a fucking Borderlands movie was happening. Oh, yeah. Yeah. And
0: uh... I feel like they stealth announced that at some point and then we just got a bunch of news about it. Yeah. yeah, I think
3: that was a, an announcement mid last year that it was in, in works mm-hmm. and that nobody had been cast yet. Uh, yeah. the last the the casting news has all come out in the last month, month and a half or so.
1: Yeah. So uh, so Jamie Lee Curtis is what? in is in talks to join along what? with
2: I will watch anything that she's I... actually already I mean signed.
1: I I love yeah, her she's, but she's like playing Doctor Tannis. Okay. Oh. And along with uh, Kate Blanchett okay. and was Kevin playing Hart.
3: <laughs> was playing uh, uh Reynold, or Rainer or something like that. He he's the one of the melee.
0: And Jack Black is Claptrap.
1: Yep. Yep. Yeah. Uh, cool. I like Jack Black. Yeah. Now, uh mixed more news about it. Eli Roth is directing. <laughs> oh. Really? Uh,
3: when was... did they announce that? that uh, was actually one of the earlier announcements
1: one of the earlier announcements yeah at the same time the script is being done by craig mazin um who has done a billion things but for uh you know recent times he did uh, chernobyl um oh wow yeah
0: <laughs> from chernobyl
1: yeah craig... borderlands
0: the movie <laughs> yeah.
1: oh craig mazin he's been all over the place for ages he did that uh I'm, I'm familiar with him because i when i was working on uh dax i was listening religiously to the script notes podcast
4: Mm. So, uh,
1: Craig Mason, Mason and uh, I don't remember the other host, but they're two screenwriters that have been in the business for decades. Uh, so they've been all over the gamut. Like they've done shit like Chernobyl and they've done like throwaway rom coms and shit. They've been all over just selling. They're working writers. Yes. That know how to write. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. So,
4: so, yeah. The, and that's we, what we
0: were talking about is that these game movies, they need better scripts. Right. That is 95% of the. Also, sometimes they they choose really shitty directors. But mostly, it's the scripts. And then the shitty directing usually is an addendum.
1: But yeah, with that writing, with that cast, I'll watch it. Um, did you catch the, uh, the Falcon and Winter Soldier Super Bowl trailer?
0: I did, yeah. Um,
1: um, it's still kind of i don't know i'm, I'm it's not like, it's like winter soldier it's light it's, it's like yeah that buddy soldier, cop. It's that, that's, yeah, that's oh. the main thing that i'm excited about todd it's they There, there's little sprinkling bits in there it's like oh they're trying they're going for a lethal weapon uh buddy cop vibe i hate you i hate you too But well i mean they they just had they every time they've interacted they've had so much
0: chemistry that uh, i think it was even before there was a script and this seems to be very much the way that Marvel has been working recently is that if we see any r- rumblings of a, of a capable anything, when two people are seen on screen together, green light it.
1: Yeah. You know, which by the way, not to jump ahead, but I did see, um, Woo. Yeah. A random, uh, yeah. bit about Woo. Random so here so uh, just skipping ahead a little bit, we'll do the full thing later. But with WandaVision, we've been seeing uh, wonderful, awesome scenes play out between uh, Darcy and uh, Jimmy Wu, uh, FBI. Dennings in
0: Randall Park. Yeah,
1: yeah, Randall Park, yeah. And uh, so much so that the internet took that and ran with it. It was like, oh my God, we need like an X-Files type spinoff show immediately. And then the writer director of that first episode with them, I believe, then... Uh, announced that he plans on pitching that to Marvel thanks to the uh, the fan fervor and cat then replied to that and said hey if it fucking happens I'm there
0: <laughs> and honestly like uh, these types of things whenever they happen I feel like it's a 50-50 thing of whether or not it's a good idea or not mm. because remember the first time this happened do you or at least in Marvel uh, Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. Coul-
1: Coulson yeah
0: Coulson, Coulson. originally the idea was that uh, fans were like, give Colson his own show because he's amazing.
1: Yeah. Hashtag and that's Coulson
0: exactly later. what happened. Yeah. And it's the longest running Marvel TV show we've had to date. Mm-hmm. And it was great. I loved it. Yeah. Um, mind you, part of me is like, uh, Marvel X File show, wasn't that just Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D.? Pretty much. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, well,
3: it was the first like six or seven episodes, and then they got. Yeah. And they got the storyline and and just skyrocketed from there, but uh
1: Yeah, it, it started off as uh seeming that sort of procedural and then they just immediately launched into their big wacky uh main arc, I guess you could say. But eh. I mean, I, I'll just watch more. Which is interesting in because the, the
0: timeline them. for that type of reboot almost puts it around the same time as the actual X-Files branded show. The animated oh, yeah. series that they announced. Oh, I keep forgetting about that. Yeah. Yeah, I know, right? <laughs> yeah, I feel like there has been so much pop culture. uh, Like, I know that there was always like a lot of nerd and. Like pop culture stuff in the 90s, and like any cool news back in the day had, you know, at least a day's worth of content every day. Yeah. But it feels like we have, there is more nerd stuff out there now than, and not just a little bit more, like a hundred times more content. Yeah. The, it's not it's, just it, it, content, but like news that's always popping out from every direction.
3: Basically, what it boils down to is all of the, content creators and controllers the people that are the idea and purse men at the top are people our age well they control the the purse strings is what i'm yeah, trying to I say they, they control the uh the money mm-hmm. uh they're all people our age and my uh, between our age and my brother's age are the ones that grew up with the star tracks the star wars the marvel the dc comics all of that in the the 70s, 80s, and 90s, and now that they're in control, it, it makes sense why we're in the nerd renaissance, as I like to call it.
1: The geeks won, yeah.
3: Basically, yes.
1: So, um, on this tangentially related to this, uh, you want to hear kind of a depressing story where they where one of our own, one of the geeks, fucked up, and uh, uh, apparently as this story goes basically deprived us of something that could have been very great for us geeks. Uh You remember the, the rumors about a Zelda Netflix series? Oh,
3: yeah.
0: and then a live Back action. In like
1: 2015
0: or 14 or something yeah, like that. Yeah,
1: A live action Zelda Netflix series. And there's rumors all over going about it. It's like, Oh yeah, no, it's totally happening. And people were freaking out. Cause it's like, Oh my God, it's Nintendo. Like they're actually going to do this. Holy shit. So, just uh, a couple weeks ago, um, let's see. Oh, February 1st, actually. Uh, there's a YouTube channel, the Surf Times, and they published an interview with Adam Conover of Adam Runs Everything. Yeah. And he dropped some like random gossip uh, from his time at college humor in like the 2010s. And one of the bits, was regarding that show so for college humor they oh, were they actually, made like a
0: live action trailer or something didn't they
1: they were they were planning a claymation skit that was going to combine a bunch of characters it was going to have like star fox and and um and like link or zelda or both or whatever and uh and shigeru miyamoto actually came to the office to talk through some details and like make sure they were getting the characters right because N- nintendo is like notorious about protecting their characters wait 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 wait
0: wait wait wait
1: yeah miyamoto jigeru uh-huh went to college humor offices over to plan a claymation skit involving their that's characters.
0: some bullshit yeah. that's some bullshit
1: according to adam conover this is this all right all right a, the I'll gospel be... truth
0: so according to conover sure, but that sounds like some bullshit to me because okay. those are just some nerd, some like harvard some like fucking yale educated nerds like okay
1: well according to adam according to adam who ruins everything uh he, he said that it was just for no reason it was just seemingly just canceled about a month later the bosses just said like oh yeah it's not happening and he talked to his boss like what what like what the fuck man and the, the boss man told him oh yeah apparently someone at Netflix leaked the legend of Zelda thing that, which was in preparation or in discussions in early discussions at the same time as they were planning the skip thing at college humor. They weren't supposed to talk about it because of how Nintendo is so skittish about things. They freaked out about it leaking before like it was ready, I guess. And they just fucking pulled the plug on everything on all their. Wait, wait, wait. So I'm there.
0: missing, I'm missing the timeline here. So like, <clears throat> What does college humor have to do with this again?
1: Apparently, it was just they were doing this little sketch thing, this clean yeah, yeah. They're planning this at the same time that Nintendo was also talking to Netflix about developing this show or in early talks of even like giving the rights to them. Um, so, somebody at Netflix leaked the. It's the, the proposed Netflix Zelda show, like, basically leaked it out to the geekverse, and then it, like, you know, caught like wildfire. Nintendo freaked out about that and just pulled out of the talks of that, and then pulled out of the. So did Adam, as well. They did basically Adam pulled out Conover, of everything. They're like, we, we're did not. Did
0: Adam Conover find this out from Shigeru
1: Miyamoto? He found out from his boss, who supposedly met with Miyamoto. Oh, okay, okay. So it is, That's- yeah, it is like a little oh. game of telephone there. I don't know, but.
0: You know, Nintendo really does seem like a company that uh, almost quite literally does the opposite of what people want. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah.
3: Uh, Like Like almost intentionally. So, yeah,
0: like intentionally. Like in this instance, it seems like Nintendo literally found out that people wanted something. And then after the surprise was removed. We're like, well, let's not give it to them then.
1: <laughs> Maybe they're just, they're still traumatized well, and, from and, and, Super if you think Mario about, Brothers the movie. If you think
0: about Nintendo as a company, it actually makes a lot of sense because look at things like the Marty, Mario 35th anniversary debacle where two of their most highly like uh, praised games in forever or wanted games praised in Mario 35 mm-hmm. and wanted in the 35th uh, Super Mario All-Stars collection. Uh, Super Mario 3D All-Stars a collection, whatever it's called. Uh, it's literally disappearing forever in like a week or like three weeks or something.
1: I didn't hear about that debacle. What's going on with that?
0: So Super Mario 3D All-Stars, which is a collection of uh, Mario 60, Super Mario 64, mm-hmm. Super Mario Sunshine, and Super Mario Galaxy. Mm-hmm. Two of those are the two of the best games of all time. Yeah, uh, in a collection released for Switch, one being physical, one being digital, uh, on like March fifteenth or something, they're going away forever, and you'll never be able to buy them again. <laughs> Why? Exactly. Just because, because Nintendo <laughs> gets off on being withholding.
1: <laughs> oh, they're they're doing the Disney Vault thing.
0: Yeah, they're doing they're, they're doing forced. Uh, obsolescence yep. like or not forced obsolescence, underneath. forced scarcity. Yeah, um,
1: <laughs> grab make sure you grab your your buy your Cinderella before in the it goes giant, into the vaults in the giant puffy VHS box into that, the giant vault that we have the keys to. Uh huh. Oh, we wish we could help you, but uh, they're in the vault, don't and it, the it really is?
0: sucks because what that effectively means is that uh, if you want those games on Switch, you have to buy them now, yeah, because after March 15th there's no more copies gonna be available until the retail uh, stock sells out until that after that stock runs out the prices of those the physical copies of those games mm. like Nintendo uh, collector like collecting collect uh, collecting Nintendo games is already an a just a stupid idea for anyone any game collector it's just dumb don't do it. Um, because the prices are already so obscene, but after this, like that Mario, that Super Mario 3D All Stars collection, you're going to be looking at copies, un, unopened copies, going for five to six hundred dollars. That's how. That's what's gonna. It's gonna end up happening. Yeah. And and it's and you're like, oh well, digital, you know. But they're also cutting off the digital copies as well.
2: That makes no sense.
1: Just turning off the spigot. that, yeah, that makes no sense whatsoever. So fuck that. Oh, oh well. See this. Th- these are the reasons why I'm still skittish about getting rid of my physical media. It's it's exactly you know. There's still you know if well, they okay. decide to just get rid of those servers so, or, like, or the business remember, fails. And the remember recently
0: we had this conversation about how you've you've stopped collecting and I've effectively started collecting. Is because um, so I I have a new tele- I have a new computer and I have a 4K TV. And they're connected right now. I don't usually have them set up this way, but because I have a good TV connected to my t- my computer, I've been wanting to watch movies on it. Yeah. So I was like, oh, I have a pretty big collection of, because you can't watch 4K Blu-rays on PC, period, in any way. It's not possible. Um, but I have a wide collection of digital locker stuff on Vudu and Amazon and Movies Anywhere and stuff. And so I was like, how can I watch my 4K movies on my PC? And supposedly, up until about six months ago, the only way to do it was to have Netflix, 4K Netflix, which sucks because of their compression algorithm, or Voodoo. Voodoo has a wide selection of 4K movies that up until about about six months ago, you could watch their 4K versions of their movies on your PC, but you had to have a very specific graphics card and etc.,
1: but you mean like an RTX 3080? Exactly. <laughs>
0: um, well, the the RTX series of cards. Right. Um, H and it you have to install the HEVC codec. It's super fucking complicated. Yeah. Anyways, I have all of those things, so I was like, oh, I'll be able to watch my movies in on my nice TV and it'll look good. Um, and I have a new pair of nice headphones, so I'll be able to you know get the whole cinema experience. Except Voodoo six months ago removed their 4K movies from being able to be streamed on PC at all.
2: That's dumb.
0: <sighs> there so, they. consumers are clamoring for it. They want it, but they are being told go fuck yourself.
1: Yeah. So they won't allow it, they won't allow playback on PC, but on like 4K TVs, like a Roku 4K TV? TV smart boxes,
0: TV. NVIDIA Shield, you know, the 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 pro level of consoles like the Xbox One X and hmm. interesting you know, Xbox Series X, PS5, etc. Oh well,
1: fucking a. Well, yeah, lame. All right, all right. Well, in other uh, video game related news, one of the big drops because something that well, personally, I'm a huge fucking fan of the Last of Us HBO series. Oh yeah announced casting this is is pretty interesting pedro pascal our mandalorian is going to be joel mando which is
0: pretty good casting honestly um (laughs) he's a great actor i feel like uh he's he's doing a little bit of the um lone a little bit too much of the lone wolf and cub thing um but you know hey it works for him yeah he's 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 letting that uh dad bod ride him into uh fame <laughs>
1: yeah, now you just got to get that scruffy beard lots of flannel yeah you know.
0: well so yeah. uh this, there's a little there's something I want to touch on this a little bit which is I think is a little bit um I've have, I have a uh, an actor friend who is um a person of color and he's very interested in in just representation and so we have we end up having a lot of Discussions about it. Mm. Um, He's on Shrill. You can check him out. Um, uh, And he was saying, you know, it's interesting because. He's a non-white actor playing a. Not uh, dubiously uh, like an unknown racial like makeup. Like I know Joel looks white. But we don't really know that you know he
1: yeah just a just an everyman yeah Yeah, very tan meaning he could be some sort of other ethnicity or maybe he just does a lot of construction work well and and he also brought up that this is the
0: second time in like the last three months that this is that happened with a video game character what was the
1: other one solid snake right that is right oscar isaac
0: yeah, Oscar Isaac playing a ambiguously racial character as Oscar a Isaac non-white actor. Anything. Yeah, what's that?
3: At- Oscar Isaac can play anything, and please give him any role.
1: Yeah, no, I love Oscar Isaac. I think he's incredible. Yeah. Um, At the same time, what's really interesting about those when we get into like the era of the the field of like Metal Gear and whatnot, these uh, Japanese-made properties. Yeah. Which they, they are. Stylized, uh, based off of American properties, and therefore the characters themselves, even not just stylized, like straight
0: up ripped out of American movies, yeah. Like the box art and and like, uh, and like the visual aesthetic of the characters, legitimately lifted directly from American movies, yeah.
1: And David Hayter doing his (laughs) best, um, uh, Snake, yeah, Snake, listen, impression, yeah. This is Snake, you know, it's uh. Also, also, I will write
0: if David Hader does not have a cameo in the movie.
1: Oh, goddamn, he's got to.
0: I think, uh, uh, and he can bring his X Men 2 script along with him. Yeah, uh,
1: Jordan, how do you pronounce his last name? Vogt Roberts, um, the director. Um, oh, I don't, I don't, anyway, he is such a huge nerd. I think he would totally. He, I'm sure he's talked to David Hader about that. Like, oh, yeah, we're, we'll bring you in for something, but yeah. Anyway, yeah that
0: that would be amazing. I would love that, or uh, maybe as like uh, the voice of Big Boss or something.
1: Oh, that'd be cool.
3: That would actually that would be be perfect.
0: Yeah, exactly.
1: Totally, yeah. Anyway, um, so Oh, go ahead. No. All right. Uh, so the last of us HBO series, Pedro Pascal is Joel, and I didn't even see this until after Todd pointed out. By the way, Ellie is going to be Game of Thrones's Bella Ramsey. The
3: only good thing about season eight,
1: yeah. The uh, um, the, uh, what the fuck was well, this an HBO Me. show, so like it makes sense. Yeah, Leanna Mormont, the uh,
0: casting directors and all that.
1: The toughest. Uh, how old was she? In hey, eight year old like, or something. Yeah, Todd, the toughest eight year old in the north.
0: <laughs> Todd, can you look up who the casting director for uh, for Last of Us is? If it's yeah. if it's public knowledge yet. So, my my sister and I were talking about this about how the best cast, casting directors in Hollywood are overwhelmingly women, um, and uh, I mentioned that. And I've I've known some casting directors. I've I've done. I've been in and out of indie film, and I've known some people in Hollywood who did this stuff. And it's almost overwhelmingly women who have been in the film industry their entire life and grew up in Hollywood. So like they've seen every movie before you've seen it six to eight months before you saw it. Uh, they go to parties with these people. They know everybody. So they just know who's good at everything because they've seen
1: everything. Makes sense. Yeah. That's a good, that's a good skill to have or a uh, skill. Well, there.
0: and it's, and it's one of the, and it's one of the overwhelmingly female uh, or over overwhelmingly. Um, almost entirely women that do it. Mm-hmm. You look at almost any project casting director, almost guaranteed a woman.
1: By the way, uh, kind of tangentially related to that, I can't remember if I brought this up in a previous episode, but uh, Meg and I watched probably a month or so back now, uh, a uh, documentary on Amazon Prime, uh, Stunt Women. It was, oh, wow. Uh, Stunt Women. I, I don't remember what the name of... It might have been called Stunt Women something a hollywood story or something like that i forget the official title of it but if you if you like search stunt women on amazon it's the one so thing that pops up it was really awesome yeah they uh uh they i mean they talked to uh, i mean like people like women uh, long since retired they they really focused on they kept coming back to and i apologize i don't remember her name right off the you know off the cuff here but uh linda carter's main stunt woman for all of the uh, the original wonder woman series in the 70s oh wow yeah, and talk to her. That's about That's got to be a nimble, a nimble old broad. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I mean, she's really old now, but they were chatting with her, and like the younger girls are giving like so much respect. It's like kissing the ring <laughs> of the king. Well, that's you know? the other thing is that
0: uh, I think most people don't realize is that stunt people are, are are generally a little bit older than the actors they're they're playing yeah. because they have a lot of experience. They they have to have so much experience to be a perf- like a high level stunt. Uh, some person, like, yeah, you have to be doing that shit for 10, 15 years before you'll get that type of role.
1: Yeah, there was uh, M- Michelle Rodriguez, uh, narrated it, and uh, she was kind of like the, the in for the audience, and she was meeting all these people because she's familiar with the people who have been, uh, who have done stunts for her. And they were kind of joking. She was like, man, I went into the movie business, all these action movies. because I thought I was going to have all the fun. But no, I just smile for the camera. And then <laughs> this girl has all the fun for me, you know, and jumps over cars and rides motorcycles and shit. She jumped in the in this car with this one woman. And ugh, I, I feel like an asshole because I don't know the names off the top of my head. But that's part of the point of the movie. Like we should know these people's names because like the work yeah, that definitely. they do is insane.
0: I mean, um, the, no, absolutely. I, I mean. People would be absolutely flabbergasted by the percentage of work that some people do. I mean, Buffy the Vampire Slayer, two thirds of that stuff is not Michelle Keller.
1: Oh, yeah, they're Michelle Keller. Oh, like, Megan, I, I guess that's another thing that we can another topic that we can discuss. About yeah, before. but uh, that's, but Megan, I did topic. we did a rewatch of all of Buffy and Angel within like the last I don't know, three or four years or something, maybe longer ago than that. But there were some laughable moments just because, you know, it's a quickly, we can see her, quickly her produced stunt, stunt television yeah. show where, uh, you know, there's some there's a, a cutaway of like two actresses duking it out. And it's like, OK, that is clearly not a Sarah wig. Michelle Gellar. Yeah. That is That's somebody that is somebody a foot taller, <laughs> bulkier with a wig, with a bad. Well,
0: wig. It, it's funny because that stunt woman who, who played Buffy, she's one of the best stunt women in, in the and most. She's had one of the longest careers of any woman in uh stunt coordination. Yeah. Like uh she's she ended up doing like feature films. She's pretty huge in the industry, yeah. Yeah. Um how much how much news do we have left? Because I have a couple things if you don't touch on them.
1: Oh, um honestly nothing really important uh there was the twisted metal one that you mentioned before uh oh, well i think i think that's then,
0: we should definitely touch on that yeah twisted metal that's pretty and, ridiculous and then just
3: how does League. that even get where is this there is no lore in that video
1: game how do you that come up is with a movie
0: not true that is absolutely not true there is a shit ton of lore in those games okay i'm um, not
1: familiar with twisted metal i've never played them so so
0: i am one of those like okay so There's a very specific point in time that I really, uh, I love. And and, and you guys will pick up on this. Uh, So you know that there's like that one kid in middle school and high school that's like really, really into like Papa Roach. And...
2: (laughs) Yeah, I'm that person. (laughs) And like
0: Evanescence. (laughs) and yeah. et meet my wife etc yeah. <laughs> and they were also super into Twisted Metal games yeah that's um, true
1: this is and, uh, what, PS1 Uh, well yeah PS1, PS1 so 1996
0: first I think 97 Yeah, I don't remember if it's 96 or 97 and then there was Twisted Metal 2 also on PS1 then there was Twisted Metal 3 also on PS1 who was not made by the original two developers Um, and then you had Twisted Metal Black which David Jaffe came back Uh, to do Twisted Metal Black and Twisted Metal Black Online. And Twisted Metal... So I don't know if you guys know this, but they shot live action uh, endings for the original Twisted Metal game in 1997 that never made it onto the disc because they were so laughably bad. But you can find them all on YouTube uh, and they're ridiculous. Uh, uh, But there is actually a shit ton of lore to those games um and they're all the like exactly what i just described the like sort of like maybe graduating from proper roach to like tool and static x you know like uh... oh, Jesus. <laughs> <Static X laughs> but it, it's a very specific point father. in time <laughs> what did she say oh yeah and her i mean mind you I'm making fun, but this is actually exactly the type of music that I was listening to at the time. Um, mind you, I was much more of a
1: incubus and um,
0: alien ant farm type of guy, but uh yep.
1: now uh, for the listeners, we haven't even officially said the headline is that the, the exclusive was the uh the creators of or the writers I believe of Cobra Kai and Deadpool are teaming up for this twisted metal movie. Was it Tim through. Miller?
0: Or no, he uh, just directed it.
1: Rhett Reese and Paul Werner. Oh, Rhett
0: Reese. Okay, that guy. Yeah. Yeah. So, I mean, uh, okay. And what I was getting to is that as a Twisted Metal fan, um, I played every iteration, almost literally every game. I I haven't played the PSP version, though I may be downloading it on my phone. Um, uh, Why the fuck do we need a Twisted Metal show?
1: (laughs) Well, see, oh, it's a show. I thought it was a movie. Uh, Oh, wait. Which I don't uh, oh, know. Hold up to the internet. <laughs> yeah, uh, either I, one. The question remains. Well, the okay. Same. I could see though? a movie. I could see oh. a movie. No, you're right. Movie. You're you're right. Yeah, series. Yes, series.
0: series. They use the word series, so that's why I thought it was a show. Yeah, like a movie, twist of metal movie. Sure, totally sign me up. Mortal combat with cars. I'm 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 game. Yeah. Um, but a television show.
1: <laughs> you know now
3: when you get an episode based on each car. Yeah. Now, when you <laughs> sent me, I mean,
1: no. yeah, that, yeah, maybe, yeah, sure, why not? Okay. When you sent me this news, my reaction, because again, I, I never exposed myself to, to twisted metal. All I remembered was those commercials with that fucking clown car, the ice cream, sweet truck, tooth, yeah, I don't know whatever, yeah, oh, yeah, yeah. Those, those, yeah, all I remember is commercials, King. and I thought, oh, that might be fun to play, and then I just never did. Um, but my immediate reaction was like, I fucking knew it. I knew this was happening. I've been saying it for years. It was going to happen after after Hollywood solidified its hold on making comic book franchises continuously successful, which I guess Hollywood didn't do. The Marvel fucking did that, but um, video games were going to be next up to bat. That's what that's that was the next mountain to conquer. You know, well, you we know had what a lot of false starts, but I now we're just seeing it this was the Witcher. deluge of of it was the uh, it
0: was the it was the success of castlevania mainly the witcher and yeah Sonic.
3: because witcher witcher was the full the first one that they put a full like real budget behind yeah. and i would also say uh the pokemon movie as well that did fairly decent yeah
0: the po- detective pokemon Det- yeah that was, detective it, Pikachu, that was yeah. actually pretty good now yeah. that, yeah. that I remember. and it, it did a it better than Sonic that's for sure. yeah
3: yeah uh, but you're definitely right. That Sonic movie, <laughs>
0: it's fun. Watch it when you're real drunk. Okay. Yeah,
3: you're definitely right about The Witcher, though. The Witchers, the, they prove that if you put a good budget, good writers, and a good actor as your leads, and throw in some tits, like, you, you'll sell a million, or well, you'll, you'll have a million viewers. So <laughs> and from, from
0: any from everything that I've heard, The Witcher was just absolutely outstandingly successful for Netflix Like, oh yeah they, they... it was
3: one of its most watched original programming
0: yeah and that is I mean that saying a lot because like, yeah, they... so,
3: so much so that they have like three different shows three different like spin-offs prequels yeah like spin-offs yeah. coming in front. they have like one or Jesus. two live action and one animated for the Witcher yeah
0: yep wow they're Game of Thrones
1: than that shit baby
3: oh and yeah that's gonna be their that's gonna versus. be their tentpole for the next at least five to ten years
1: yeah which by the way we're gonna have to pretty soon here dedicate an episode to all of star trek since i'm finally up to speed Woo! <laughs> uh,
0: that'll be good that'll be a good episode uh you should just say we should only do star trek news that week i i do <laughs> i do
2: it next week instead of waiting two more weeks you should just do it that's next
1: actually week. not a bad idea
2: yeah
1: yeah, that's a good idea.
2: because well, that's
1: it's still fresh in your mind. Yeah, because yeah.
0: I mean, with with the end of uh, w- well, we still have four more episodes of um,
1: Wandavision, or
0: three more episodes yeah. of Wandavision. But that's two weeks worth of content still.
1: Yeah uh but yeah yeah maybe we can do that next weekend uh and while it's still fresh in my brain because i'm over here like meg's been over here uh on nights playing stardew valley and i'm absorbed in my phone (laughs) watching discovery and like (sighs) so just off
0: just off the top of your head so you also watch
1: you watch lower decks too right yes
0: okay what do you think of new trek
1: Uh, just in general yeah oh i fucking love it i love it it's great it's i know
0: yeah. a lot of people are gonna turn us off right then
1: because <laughs> <laughs> there are
0: a lot of fucking haters on new trek i don't know if you've noticed
1: there there's always for every next generation of trek there's always going to be the detractors. i feel like this is like i don't know this, this is this feels the, like no this more,
3: is the though. biggest divide this is the, the biggest the, divide the only the only other divide i i've seen as close to this is when um when inner Earth, Fuck! What the, was it? Enterprise. Enterprise, yeah. Yeah, Enterprise came out. The first season of Enterprise was yeah. so hated. People really. It didn't was it. a crazy. It, it, like there was so many like classic Trek fans that were that. Well, had it was the it was
0: the canon Nazis who were doing it. Like anyone who was like, oh that that disregards something that Kirk said in season one. You know. Yeah. Oh darn. Which is all fucking bullshit, anyways. Because now any that. Those is it is it the it. United Earth Space Probe Agency or is it Starfleet?
3: <laughs> yeah, it was a lot of those people. But you had average fans like myself and my brother. My brother is probably the biggest Trekkie Trekker I've ever known. And even he didn't like the first season of that. And he's a generally accepting of everything. Like he he doesn't hate anything and he kind of turned that off. Now, granted, they did bring it back in season, like I would say the second half of season two and season three were really good. And it I think became four a good is the best show. season. Yes. Yeah, season four is probably the best season. And it did come back and it got cancelled a little I think it got cancelled one or two seasons too early. Yeah. I agree. They should have been given it at least a final season to uh finish. It was it also off.
0: it was also like it was on UPN and UPN was effectively a failed network at that point. So like, what are you going to
3: do? I mean, so was Voyager. Well, DS nine partly was on, was it on CBS and then moved to you. So
0: all the Star Trek show. So next gen Voyager were both syndicated and only syndicated. Um, Voyager launched the UPN network literally the day of the first day of UPN.
1: So, yeah. All right, we'll save the rest of that for... We'll table that for... That's
0: just a a, a little peek at what you can get next week with our only Star Trek episode. (laughs) So anybody who doesn't give a fuck about Star Trek, you can all go fuck off.
1: Yep. (laughs) Yeah, you can skip next week. (laughs) If you hate joy, get lost. (laughs) Yeah. All right, guys. Uh, Before we jump into WandaVision, one last thing. We got the uh, full Justice League... uh, Zack Snyder's Justice League trailer. Uh, Which... I, I don't, I don't
3: remember enough about the Justice League because I kind of blocked that's it out the best,
4: honestly. in my memory. <laughs> is, really did. It look all Aerosmith. new to me.
0: Uh, okay,
3: all so I
4: remember like, is
0: Aerosmith. Just real quick. <laughs> I, I mean, I feel like Joss Whedon. um
3: oh. he's is,
0: he's is, he directed Justice League 2017, oh. and so we can drag him through the fucking glass on this one, um, because, and I know it wasn't all his fault because. Anytime you have a director come in like six months before a movie is finished to finish the movie, it always ends up like dog shit. Um, uh, With very, 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 very few exceptions. Mm -hmm. Um, But that movie fucking sucks. It's terrible. It is one of the most totally inconsistent movies I've ever seen in my entire life. Yeah. It was was somehow worse than Batman versus Superman. (laughs) <laughs> um, and I'm someone who has some defenses of Batman versus Superman like I don't think Martha I think Martha was a good character moment I think it makes sense I, from a, like a storytelling perspective I think that's a great moment and I actually think it works um, but Batman versus Superman didn't have anything like even it didn't even have a Martha moment um, all it had was like way, way, way too dark visuals for the fucking weird ass Joss Whedon comedy that was happening around it.
1: <laughs> mm. Yeah. So uh yeah, I like you, I I I watched it once and I guess I blocked out most of it. <laughs> uh, um but like you said, horrifically inconsistent tonally. Uh this at least seems to be like it was into-
0: like it was like written and directed by the same guy.
1: Yeah, exactly. <laughs> uh, as far as the uh, the big punchy moment at the end of the trailer, where it's supposed to be, oh wow, there he is, uh, Jared Leto's Juggalo Joker, um, or I guess in apocalyptic oh, he's, mode. He's uh, he's <laughs> he's, just, said the he's just juggle light in this because he doesn't have any tattoos on his face. Yeah, um, he's all disheveled because they're in the uh, you know. The, I think they're in the Batman Dream sequence. Yeah, thing. the nightmare the, sequence.
2: Wait, is yeah. this like a new movie or is it a redo of the movie or is it, it a different cut? Of both. Movie I mean, it's right effectively
0: now? a completely different movie that was yeah. made from the bones of the other movie.
3: Okay. So they did reshoots, they're re-editing and they're doing new oh. SFX for some of the area, some of the, the shots. Well, yeah. and because uh, Zack Snyder had already
0: shot like Seventy percent of Justice League when he was fired, um, or let go, whatever you want to believe. Um, uh, I he
3: left for family reasons, yeah, or he, left that it, he, left after, he left <laughs> yeah, after he mean, it. He left. Yeah, I mean, that's
0: what they told us. I mean, his his daughter did die; she did kill herself. Yeah, but uh, uh, yeah. <clears throat> a lot of there's a lot of speculation that that was a very convenient time for him to be booted from the movie. Um, 70% of the movie was already done. And uh, that's when they brought Joss Whedon on and Joss Whedon reshot uh, like 50% of the movie. So there was a good 20 to 30% of the movie that was already left that that was not used. So uh, Snyder went back and used a lot of the footage that he shot and then did some reshoots and supposedly, a lot of this stuff was like VFX stuff um, that had been animaticked but had not been finished.
2: Now, is it like the same story that was originally told, or is it Loose, kind of loosely, loosely, very loosely? Okay.
0: I'd say the first half is going to be the most similar, and the second half is going to be wildly different. Gotcha.
1: Yeah. So we saw a whole bunch of uh, dark side. Dar- is dark seed dark side? It's dark side dark side yeah it's just dark side yeah uh,
0: or dc's thanos <laughs> whatever you want to basically or yeah well it's more like thanos is marvel's dark side based on the timelines but yeah but yeah you you didn't know about that meme i did not know about the joker meme no. <laughs> really <laughs> so the Man, line that he said says... see that's what i'm saying like he it, said but... the thing yeah he said the thing um, like I mean, that's like probably the most. That's probably the most literal, uh, memed moment since I'm the Juggernaut, bitch. <laughs> <laughs> like that's that's probably that
3: got to be a good, the most. That was a. That was a good line, though. That that was
1: that was like <laughs> that was a plus. Great, God, I haven't seen those first three X Men's in so long. The first two incredible. The third one dog shit. Oh, yeah, just <laughs> except watch except that for that, that one girl. line. <laughs>
0: except for that one line yeah yeah oh man and elliot page is great in it
1: yes that's an interesting okay maybe uh, we can pause a moment to talk about this uh, a little sort of like social socially uh politically correct issue because meg and i have actually had this conversation personally about when discussing um someone from our past, for example, you know, an old memory of somebody, like say we knew in high school times or college times who has since transitioned. When we're speaking about an old memory, are we referring to them who they were at that time? No, because they were them
0: back then. They just, they just hadn't come out yet.
2: I think it also depends on the person too, because I flat out. It also does largely. Yeah. I asked this person, is it okay if I refer to you in this sense, and they have said yes, because that's what we were at the time. Um, so I think it really also depends on what that person wants and wishes. What they're
0: comfortable yeah, it's, with. It's
2: yeah, exactly. Very
3: much, it's very much both. Like the social norm is to, unless you have personal knowledge of them and they are accepting of you, referring to a past memory or a past experience with them in their <laughs> dead name, then you can use that dead name, but if it's somebody new, somebody that you don't necessarily know, you should or err on somebody, the side of caution. Yeah, you should always err on the side of
1: caution. Yeah. yeah, that makes
0: sense because it's it's for them. It's they have always been that. They just well,
2: yeah, I totally agree that.
0: nobody knew yet. Yeah, yeah. I,
2: I totally understand that, but I think there's still um not exceptions because that's that's disrespectful. But I think, you know, when referring to something in the past, you know, I I felt it necessary to ask what that person would prefer me to say or use.
0: I mean, that should just always be the case in general for everybody. Yeah, Definitely. We should also like, I mean, like if Klingons can call you by your correct name, like we can do it too.
2: Yep. (laughs) (laughs) Well, I have no problem with the name bit. It's just like titles and stuff from back then.
0: Hmm. All
2: right.
0: Okay. Um. So, Joss Whedon. Yeah, we have so... to. <laughs> I mean, we have to. I mean, it's pretty huge. Like, and it and it's not, and it's been building for a long time. Like, this isn't the first we've all heard about this. Like,
3: yeah, and and probably more will come out. And uh, but at the moment, all we know is he is a absolutely disgustingly like difficult person and abusive person to work with like he has verbally assaulted multiple women at this point that we that we've had confirmed or at least have come out and huh? stated
1: yeah
4: really yes
1: yeah. uh, so there's been an ongoing battle with nothing uh, of this, so. uh so there's been in recent times there has been an ongoing battle with uh Ray Fisher who played Cyborg in the uh the Justice League, Justice movie. League. Yeah, which we've of course blocked from memory. Mm-hmm. Uh, but uh, he was there was a cyborg in that movie, and it was Ray Fisher. And he has since uh, been very vocal online talking about being mistreated uh, by Joss Whedon on set. Um, I, I don't really know the the particulars of what was said or whatnot, but there was an ongoing investigation mm-hmm. at Warner Brothers supposedly to look into it, and they uh, then. Uh, essentially, announced that they they cleared Joss Whedon of any wrongdoing. To which Ray Fisher continued to uh, um, slam him in uh, you know well, he, and whatnot. Ray the Fisher
0: company. effectively said, "As long as the head of W, uh, the head of DC, is still working at the company, I will never work with WB again."
1: Mm, yeah, yeah he so essentially quit the DC franchise. Yeah, so that's been an ongoing thing. Uh, he was uh, let go of the uh, the Flash movie, which. Has gone through a thousand iterations, but uh, it was up to this point was supposed to be kind of a buddy movie between The Flash and and Cyborg. Uh, So that dissolved. And then uh, a few days ago, earlier in the week, Charisma Carpenter, uh, Cordelia. Yeah, uh, came out publicly and online and uh, basically told her story of being harassed and abused Jeez. by Joss Whedon, um, you know, but when she was pregnant uh, during the filming of Angel, um, you know, he... and this is, and
0: this is a story that, this that isn't really new. This story has been sort of yeah. like talked about in hushed words in the fandom. Yeah. For it's sort
1: of been an open, since secret. Angel and Buffy. Yeah. It's basically yeah, she... why she was fired from Angel Jeez. was for being, pregnant. because there,
0: there always was a question of why Cordelia was not only, uh, cut at cut from the show because she was a i thought cordelia went from being like a boring character on buff or a character that i wasn't fond of on buffy to being a great character on angel she was fantastic on Angel.
2: i think they they really were able to utilize her character well for angel whereas in buffy she was just a b-side character you know well i mean i actually
0: i I like what i like what like what she was doing in that show because she, it, she was she supposed grew, to be the bitch grew. you know she was supposed she to be grew. the the annoying one yeah. but that was her character yeah. uh but i you know i i wasn't fond of that until recently i did a rewatch and i was like actually cordelia is pretty fucking great um uh yeah anyways
1: yeah so that started the uh the jeez you know the uh, the big talk yeah, of it was, again, and uh, that and was it. the
3: first one that came out, and then uh, recently, in the last couple of days, I don't know if she confirmed it herself or if somebody around her had uh, said it. Elijah Dushku had uh, mentioned that there's conflict with yes, him, and yeah. that he during uh, when they were on the set of uh, I think it was Dollhouse. Dollhouse, yeah. He was not able to be left alone with her. Oh, oh no. no, so.
0: These are two, so that's, these are two separate things. Um, uh, the person who wasn't allowed to be left alone with was uh, Hope. Um, Hope? Hope. Not Hope. Um, the Key. Um,
2: uh, we never show it. So... Buffy's
0: sister. Oh, oh, Dawn. Dawn, there we go.
1: Yeah, uh, Dawn was her. not
0: allowed to be left alone. There
2: you
1: go. Shell oh, that's what there we go.
2: Yeah.
0: Was not allowed to because she was you only 15 at the time. And <laughs> all she said in her tweet was that I was not allowed, I was not allowed to be alone, which or Joss Whedon was not allowed to be alone with me, or I was not allowed to be alone with Joss Whedon. Mm. Um, and we don't know why, but I mean, having worked a little bit in uh, that stuff. That is it That's weird, especially for someone in that that type of role. Um,
3: I think it's less of the creepy factor and more the fact that he's an ab- abusive prick. I don't think it's a creepy thing. I think it's just he is a verbally so, abusive prick.
0: Timeline
3: yeah. wise, though,
0: Are I'm
2: sure uh, I'm not sure about
3: there.
0: that though because mm. around that. So if we're so. Dawn was like 1998 to like 2002, right? Am I getting the timeline on that correct? Maybe uh, 99 yeah, to 2002. It it was like um, 2000s. Uh, she would that that didn't really happen back then. I, not not really. I mean, unless unless something very explicit had happened prior to this rule being implemented. That type of thing would not have been followed in 1998. This is the timeline of uh, the like head of Nickelodeon Kids like preying on like half the half the the actors of those shows. So like this is not a timeline where anyone gave a shit about the whether or not the kids were safe or not. Like this is we are this is not the era of that. Um, so unless something very specific happened prior, then that almost would not have happened. So I'm guessing that something happened that led to that rule being implemented. I know it's all speculation, obviously, because you know the powers that be are gonna obfuscate 90% of this stuff,
3: they're gonna protect themselves by protecting joss until something concrete or somebody who is like top tier a-list comes out and cooperates it once somebody top tier a-list comes out and cooperates it he's dead he's done he's gone Mm -hmm. like but as of now like he might get less work he might not get big tent poles anymore but he'll still continue i mean what
0: what do you think is going to happen to the nevers i mean he's he's pretty much been scrubbed from that show already um
3: don't even know what that is the nevers (laughs) is
0: hbo's new joss whedon television show that premieres in like two months oh Oh, wow well shit yeah (laughs) it's uh it's the show that he's been working on for like the last two and a half almost four years i think um it's set in victorian england with super powered women
1: oh right i did
0: see the trailer (laughs) for that of course yeah of course uh, it's so, always
3: the ones that, that always that that have to proclaim how big of a feminist that they are and every time they open their mouth. Just stop stop saying how much you are and just do it. Just be what you say you pretend to, to be.
0: So Joss left the show. He wrote, he did the series Bible, he uh he got the show rolling. He it's it's executive produced by him, but he is he is not the showrunner. There's a female showrunner. Um, and I mean, he probably wrote most of the scripts and just handed it to them. Yeah. He
1: he actually left all the way back in November. Yeah. And
0: they, they started production around the time that he left. Yeah. So Uh, what I'm guessing is that like this whole Ray Fisher thing, like pretty much made him toxic and HBO, which is a WB subsidiary, um, was like, we can't really have him this close to this
1: project.
3: Not if we're putting this much money behind it.
0: Exactly. Yeah.
1: By the way, uh, for the record, Meg knows her shit when it comes to Buffy. Uh, Don Summers was a part of the show from 2000 to 2003. Really? Wow.
3: <laughs> she is the resident Buffy expert. Oh, yeah.
2: I fucking love Buffy.
3: <laughs> yeah. So
0: I, I think, I think the, the Joss thing is, I think it's, I think everybody sort of saw this coming for a long time. Um, in terms of like, even as, as far back as the weed forums, do you guys remember weed Yeah. It was his website. Yeah. So the forums would consistently, there was a lot of, there was a lot of like shit that flew and there were, I mean, we all know that, uh, like that era of Buffy fans were like large, like overwhelmingly feminist for the most part. Yeah. And like lots of LGBTQ folk included in the fandom. So like there is a lot of stuff that flew on those forums. And even as far back as 2004 around the time of Firefly, there were whispers of Joss not being as good of a dude as he seemed. Mm -hmm. Um, And you can sort of see it in the stories that he tells. Like, all of, all, of, all of the men, almost all of the men in Joss's stories are not good people. They're, they're fundamentally flawed. And I'm not saying that that is somehow like, I mean, I think it's a little accurate, but what I mean is that he's constantly trying to defend why they're bad. So, like, the badness is inherent to them is also part of what makes them good. Look at, like, Mal. I mean, it's literally in his name. And, uh, I mean, Spike. Spike is not a character. I mean, we we had this discussion a couple weeks ago. Like, these are characters that should not, cannot be redeemed. But somehow... But we're addicted
1: to it. That's right. It's the law now. It, it's the the worst. Oh, uh, what's that uh, that internet comic? Uh, Sarah Anderson, who oh yeah, does that little stick figure girl? Hyper-
0: hyperbole and a half.
1: Uh, there was Wait. that. Uh, I forget the name of the comic. Maybe that might be it. I just remember. I just know the style of drawing. But there was one I saw just in the last couple of weeks. Here, it's the typical like little stick figure girl with the you know wiry hair, and <laughs> it's just she's looking at some dude here and it's la- the label above him is like uh, like our favorite tv show or any tv show ever the worst evilest person in the show and he's in there like with a little scary face and she comes over and puts a little flower bonnet on his head it's like the internet <laughs> 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 and that's yeah, it it's i like, mean again we are in supernatural season 12 now and Crowley is still around, and they're practically best buds. It's just he's the king of hell, but well, <laughs> I, I think a lot of a
0: lot of this really speaks to what people as like seeking fiction want from their fiction. A lot of people aren't looking for mm. like soul-cracking <laughs> like deconstructions of the, the human experience. You know, yeah. a lot of people just they want to have friends that they make up. They make up and make out with yeah. on and, on on their TV shows, you know? Yeah.
1: And we enjoy the flawed heroes. We, we, uh, we, we enjoy anti-heroes. I mean, even like the hero heroes, like, look at fucking Iron Man. Look at Tony Stark, who was, uh, who was a drunk, who was a womanizer and uh, et cetera, et cetera. And an arms dealer. Yeah. 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 <laughs> fucking arms dealer. And, uh, and, you know, uh, he finds his way, you know, he, he, he carves a path and, and does good um but i guess what you're talking about with uh with whedon you could look at his characters that are i mean fucking angel is you know a soulless vamp well no, i mean I it's literally soul, but... the
0: concept of the show is this irredeemable character yeah. is redeemed yeah quite literally like <laughs> he gets a soul back because he realizes how bad he was yeah um and and all of the people that he murdered and wronged, mm-hmm. you know, they shouldn't be so mad at him. <laughs> yeah. <laughs>
3: How dare they?
0: So, like, when you when you look at Whedon himself, it, it's built into the types of stories that he tells from the found for the foundation of his stories. Like Xander, for example. Like Xander is petulant. He's arrogant. He's all of the worst attributes of modern American men, all distilled into one character like and it and it sometimes it makes me uncomfortable watching Xander because I used to be a lot like Xander. and I have spent decades trying to not be like Xander.
1: I think we were all that and around our teens and tw- early twenties that yeah. uh, Do yeah.
2: Giles next? What's wrong with Giles?
1: <laughs> oh giles is shit giles, giles is awesome and i, can only, wrong with I giles. can only hope to be as cool as giles when i, yeah. when I grow ripper up.
0: can ripper can read stories to me any day oh yeah um
1: uh, and you know it's funny when you bring up the the example of xander the the moment that i hated the most out of the entire series of buffy was him inexplicably leaving anya at the fucking wedding, like at the uh, altar. Oh, yeah. And to be, yeah, yeah. And to be fair, yes. I'm even. It's laughable to me even there because I was head over heels in love with Anya, even though she was a literal demon. A
0: literal <laughs> demon.
2: <laughs> yes. Tony, Tony. Don't <laughs> so like, I'm,
0: so, I'm not saying it's it's, oh, it's not I'm just still, men, and it's and it's and it's not. And these types of stories aren't just Joss. Joss no. is just. He has been the most like blatant with it over his career, and a lot of creators that were influenced by Joss sort of do the same thing. Mm-hmm. But there's also a lot of people who were influenced by Joss who realized how problematic his characters are and how how destructive a lot of his behavior has become. I mean, Xander specifically, the reason I brought him up is because I don't want to be like Xander. Mm-hmm. And I know that I used to be. And uh, Joss Whedon sort of represents a lot of why I have internalized the some of the bad behaviors that I have through, over my life because I literally watched it happen. And I was told by a storyteller that this is how men are supposed to act and I vehemently disagree with him mm. and I think he's done a disservice to men and to people who love his stories by infecting his good stories with his shitty
1: behavior. Yeah, that- well,
2: now you know how women feel whenever we see a man... Write a woman
1: character (laughs) did this podcast just become us like men in our mid-30s going guys do do we suck (laughs) are are we the baddies are we the baddies do we have (laughs) do we have skulls on our on our hats Uh, now now what you're saying perfectly ties into i mean the fact that if if none of if this was not so damn true and all of our heroes weren't designed this way from the get-go then it wouldn't have been uh, a stereotypical argument like oh it's so tough to write a superman story because he's too good he's too like he's not interested i've always i've always thought that that was bullshit yeah because there are good there are good superman stories absolutely they're yeah. in comic books yeah and did yet someone not ins- write
0: them did they did they did they emerge fully formed from the ether like
1: yeah But yet for so long, it was, that was a sort of thing like, oh God, it's so hard to write a Superman story. Like, no, it isn't. Well, it's because we became
0: in the, in the late eighties, early nineties, we became obsessed with antiheroes and that's, and for a long time that those stories were the stories that people thought were the only ones that were capable of being told with any sense of drama or, or ethos, which can you understand the type of neurosis that has to be going on? That says that tells people that stories about good people can't be dramatic and and like have ethos with them? Like, what the fuck? What is wrong with our society? Who are the people telling us that these are the only stories that we can watch? Like, it it really, it just, it it shows to me something that has been deeply, deeply infected at the heart of storytelling for a generation, at least, at the very minimum. And you know what it is? I think it's a lot of these stories are being told by men. And by telling stories of anti heroes, what they're effectively doing is, is masked, uh, confession. And what they're saying is, I am deeply troubled and the only, and I want to be redeemed. So I'm going to pour my insecurities and my distrust of women into the stories that I'm telling. And if you look at it, it's just down the road. Just every single story of an anti hero comes back to one thing misogyny.
1: Thinking about all of this in this picture now, in this light, in this time that we're in now, looking back at sam raimi's spider-man or spider-man in general it's like wow it's pretty it's in that climate it's a pretty bold move to tell a spider-man story as you know the goody two-shoes peter parker
0: and, and do we remember how how like how badly the fandom was ripping sam raimi apart during those <laughs> movies because but, all they wanted was their fucking venom yeah <laughs> when he was trying to tell this like like this, this story thirty years too late. Effectively, you know, like, and so, like, he made this incredible, uh, incredible comic book adaptation of a '60s era hope, mm. and all people could shut up about was goddamn Venom.
1: <laughs> yeah. yeah, Toby Maguire was oh, he's too whiny. He's too he cries too much. He's like yeah, he was a good dude. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I, I'm someone who. Uh,
0: the first spider-man movie i'm a little soft on mainly just because it looks like power rangers but um the second one's incredible yeah i mean i i I like the first one i saw it in theaters like literally opening night with my theater troupe Mm -hmm. and uh it's fun and everything but i just think it's it actually has aged like oh where the second one is a little bit still more palatable.
1: yeah i haven't watched them in God knows how long. Uh, I, I do remember though. Alfred Molina really, really elevates that second one for sure. He really does. Yeah.
0: And also Sam Raimi just uh he stuck more he stuck more Raimiisms in there. He he did the you know the tentacle flying like camera oh, thing.
1: Yeah, that was a hundred percent dead. <laughs> oh, those evil Hopefully they weren't trying to
0: rape anybody this time. Um, <laughs> yeah.
1: Yeah. Uh, oh, and I guess the other one that we. And unfortunately, bring up in the Mandalorian news. Uh, oh, yeah, Cara... I mean, Carrie is surprised by to... this, though. Like, yeah,
3: this has been a known quantity for quite a while, actually.
0: Disney, Disney, literally, like, I, I guarantee you, they sat her down like maybe four or five months ago, and we like, hey,
3: oh, shut they did. up, they shut did. up,
0: they... or you're fired. <laughs>
3: They had they had a meeting after her after her November post. Yeah, exactly. No. Yeah. Shut they, up or you're fired. She was she was going to uh there were plans to have her own show or to have her as the lead in Rangers of the New Republic. Can you
0: and believe? Then... Can you Oh my god almighty, this is so frustrating to me. Cuz like remember Haywire? Do you guys remember Haywire? The movie that she did with um uh not Michael Mann, the other, Steven Steven Silberg. I remember. Oh, I okay. It was it was the
3: action flick. It was, it was the action uh,
0: movie. It was great. It was like yeah. her acting debut. She'd just come out of uh, UFC and it was fantastic. It was it was like one of the first times I'd ever seen a woman cast As At... Okay. I wanna say this correctly so I don't make myself look like an asshole. Um <laughs> she looked like she could beat the shit out of you. Because she could. Um, And she doesn't look like the traditional Hollywood heroine. She didn't
3: have the superhero waif look. Exactly. Uh,
0: Which is not necessarily something that I dislike. It's just that she didn't look like Hollywood. She looked like a real person. Yeah. Um, And Hollywood needs to do this way, way, way more. They need to start casting people who look like real people because I'm sick of seeing these the same 10 stories like with super hunks. It's just, it's more believable when in, the people look like real people. Yeah. Um. And this was really, really, really refreshing to see her in this movie destroying dudes and like big stars. There were like the big villains of the movie were like major stars at the time. That was the, the whole thing was that she was kicking all these other like Hollywood stars asses and, made it look convincing. So it was really refreshing to see uh, Gina Carano come on the, on the scene in that way.
1: Mm. By the way, she uh, just
0: nuked her own career from
1: orbit. Yeah. By the way, a quick side note, I don't mean to divert from this, but you just reminded me of some little tidbit that I thought was funny? Um, uh, I I don't know his name off the top of my head again. I man stump people are going to hate me, but uh, the uh, Chris Hemsworth uh, main stuntman for uh thor love and thunder uh was an interview this past week and said he cannot keep up with chris hemsworth's fucking physique he has (laughs) gone over the top with this film like he's just he's kind of doing the the hugh jackman thing like every film he's gotten bigger and bigger he's been working out harder and harder and more (laughs) tone too
0: not just bigger but more tone
1: He's gotten to the point where he's where his stunt double is like, Jesus Christ, man, I can't keep up with you. Like, and I have to have at least a yeah. similar looking body for these scenes. Anyway, back to uh
0: That's uh, yeah, that's hilarious. I love that. It's incredible. Yeah. But like Gina Crano nuked her own career from fucking orbit. Mm-hmm. Yeah. She dropped a rod from God right on Gina Crano's career. Yeah.
1: Now, as far as uh, the the show itself, as far as Mandalorian season three and whatnot, I am not broken up about it at all. They kind of wrapped up her story. That storyline
0: was effectively over. I mean, yeah. they were they writing were... her off to give her her own show. For the love of God, yeah,
1: they were talking about her going off and officially joining the New Republic, working for them officially. And they I mean, her goodbye. What story. type of what type of self
0: righteous political bullshit do you have to do to? To ruin your own, getting your own Marvel tele, or I'm sorry, Disney television. That's Star Wars. Like, what the fuck is wrong with you?
3: Oh, but but now she can <sighs> get that Ben Shapiro money. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so
0: I was in a Reddit thread yesterday reading about this whole. Okay, dumbness. that is
3: the. That is the most geek five seconds that we've we've had on this podcast. <laughs> Me mentioning Ben Shapiro and then you pivoting right to a fucking Reddit thread. <laughs> Jesus Christ.
0: I mean, obviously. Uh, where do you think I get half of my opinions? Um, uh, this Someone was like, oh, uh, yeah, it looks like she's going over to, to get Ben Shapiro and I was like, uh, I don't think there's a lot happening over there. <laughs> if that is where
1: she's going, uh, hey Todd, don't knock Reddit threads, okay? It's a valuable oh. source of information. I, I'm all lo-
0: about 8chan.
1: I I'd love I should, to get I,
0: my terrorism on.
1: Think, thanks to thanks to Reddit, I am holding on my three shares of GameStop. They're gonna pay <laughs> off. Well, I'm telling you, they're gonna pay off. <laughs> you know no, that was about, about AMC, making money. Days.
0: It's all about it, AMC.
3: Oh, that God. wasn't about making money. You were supposed to hold indefinitely. That was about fucking the banks over. Yeah.
4: yeah. The
2: only reason why he hasn't pulled out. Yeah. Not
3: the banks, the uh the no, the, the, investment, the hedge funds. The fucking hedge yeah. funds. Yeah. Yeah.
1: Yeah. <laughs> Still holding on because it's not like I'm going to get my fucking money back anytime soon.
0: <laughs> so so effectively what we can say about Gina Carano, she can go have fun with her right-wing Avengers. Sure. <laughs> it's fine. Uh, She'll shit. be the the Captain America of the right wing Avengers, s- s- co-starring Kirk Cameron.
4: <laughs>
1: <laughs> uh, uh, Hair on the back of my neck stood up. Okay, uh, what? don't worry.
0: They'll he'll get left behind at some point eventually. Yeah,
1: <laughs> <laughs> wah, wah, wah. <laughs> points. <laughs>
2: Oh, I love that
1: so much. <laughs> All right, sir. Time for some WandaVision. We have two... Ep- WandaVision! <laughs> Here's the problem. I'm My memory sucks, so we do these episodes bi-weekly, meaning that we have to cover two episodes. We might have I- to
0: do something about that because it's getting a little inconvenient.
1: Yeah, I barely remember shit about episode five. All I remember is episode six, the Halloween special. Uh, well, I mean, it's funny because at the time... <laughs> episode five was like
0: the biggest wtf of all time like
1: yeah so uh, what i do remember is the the wtf at the end um but yeah so so vision is becoming more and more aware becoming wise to his reality yeah and wanda being responsible for all of it uh the horror elements of the show are really picking up Um, oh yeah definitely remember the name i'm
0: loving it i'm 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 here for it
1: yeah i don't remember the name of the character but his co-worker uh oh yeah that moment where
0: he like turns and he's like and then he's like dear god help me and then goes
1: right back to
0: it i was like damn that was some good ass acting she's
1: in my head make
2: it stop make it stop
1: same with agnes Agnes, yeah in the next episode yeah
3: yeah that one with agnes was brilliant
1: that scene that you're an avenger you have to help us Yeah, that one hit hard because, you know, random dude at the office is one thing, but like Agnes is in our hearts. It's like, like, we love Agnes (laughs) and you're fucking with her. It's like, no, 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 that's not cool. Um, But yeah, so the major reveal at the end of episode five, uh, Pietro comes a knocking. Brock Brock Peters. Yeah. Wait, not Brock
0: Peters. Evan Peters. Evan Evan Peters. Peters. Brock Peters is uh, Cisco's dad. Um and Lieutenant and uh, Admiral Cartwright from Star Trek Six. Oh, um, right. yeah. Um, Evan yeah. Peters played Quicksilver in the in the Fox X Men movies. Right, in the first and X-Men franchise also was in Kick Ass with Aaron Taylor Johnson.
1: Right.
0: So both Quicksilvers oh, were both in quick, were both in Kick Ass. Oh, funny. And there's actually a moment in this episode where she looks at him and says, kick ass? And in the subtitles, uh, the, the the word kick ass is hyphenated, which it no- normally isn't when it's... Uh, so that was intentional.
1: I didn't even catch that. I would have to rewatch it. Wow. Okay. So the uh, mind-blowing moment of that version of her brother or Pietro uh, appearing at the door blows up the geeky. I mean, so that's effectively that, that's broke.
0: comparable.
1: That's comparable
0: to uh, one one Luke Skywalker cameo.
1: Yeah.
3: yeah, yeah, definitely. That's definitely comparable.
1: So we now know that the X Men somehow are dipping their toe into the MCU. Um, maybe. maybe maybe okay Okay, yeah
0: it's maybe bit hard maybe on that
3: we we still don't know there's still no definitive confirming yeah i mean
0: okay so part part of the reason i say maybe is because the more that i've been reading uh think pieces the last couple days the more that i am very much questioning whether or not
1: pietro is is
3: actually pietro
1: yeah so my immediate thoughts, because me, I just went for it like, oh, okay, they're integrating the, the X-Men in the MCU. Maybe not in the same universe, but I thought, well, okay, putting the pieces together. I do remember Kevin Feige saying very explicitly that this show kind of uh, dovetails straight into or kicks off uh, Doctor Strange 2 um, Multiverse of Madness. So my thinking was, we're going so to using, have a, like,
0: you know, the meta-knowledge.
1: Yeah, my, my thinking was, oh, we might find out down the road in this next episode or by the end of the show is that uh, maybe, seeing as how unhinged Wanda has become and nobody can stop her, maybe Strange has gotten word of this from the sidelines and searched the multiverse and plucked out this Pietro, maybe thinking that, a hey, Pietro, maybe not the same version that she knows but might be the only one who can get through to her and that makes sense that 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 like for that
0: would make sense that given the knowledge that we have if someone told me only that it was like they were like dictating this back to me like i do my sister marvel stories um uh i'd go like oh yeah cool that yeah that makes sense (laughs) (laughs) um but it seems like it's pretty clear that that's not what's happening.
1: Yeah. So uh I did like the dynamic all through the next episode the, the
0: Oh, the next episode I think is the best episode of the show.
1: Yeah. The the entire Malcolm in the Middle uh oh, so uh, good. Vibe. Yeah. So good. Chef's kiss. Perfect. Cool. And I barely even fucking watched Malcolm in the Middle. That was one I maybe caught a couple yeah. episodes of I was more like tangentially aware well, of it, we actually
2: but... realized they were a bit off because this was supposed to be set in the 90s and yet malcolm in the middle ran in the 2000s
1: right and the uh the theater the local town theater incredibles the... was
0: 2004
1: they had the incredibles and the parent trap the low hand 98 this is 98 yeah so it's yeah. all kind of meshed blended around um but whatever anyway um well that's the, that's the whole point is that
0: this is not supposed to be a definable period in time. It's supposed no, it's to be. Just,
3: yeah. It's a made up era in Wanda's mind that she's recollecting back to.
1: Yeah. So it's interesting how she kind of accepts him into the fold, but at the same time it knows something's wrong. Cause obviously it's not the version of her brother that she knows and is testing him, his knowledge like, Oh yeah. I remember when mom and dad, blah, blah, blah. And
0: also just from a, just from a um, like characteristic standpoint, this is not the same Quicksilver from the X-Men movies. Like he is being way snarkier than he normally is. Maybe it's just cuz he's with his sister, I guess. That would
3: Maybe yeah, he was, part of it. He was pretty snarky and and Yeah, but was and... he as like
0: negative as he's being? Cuz he's being like he's being pretty like downer.
3: I don't think he was actually it? had that many lines to be that much <laughs> cuz he was... didn't really talk too much. And just the few lines that he did have were were just quick snark kind of lines. In the X-Men movies, you mean? Yeah. Yeah. I mean he was only in two of them.
0: He yeah, was only yeah. in Days of Future Past and Apocalypse. Yeah.
3: And he only had um, I think he only had maybe ten minutes screen time combined. Yeah. He's
0: in the second one a lot more than he's in the first one. Yeah. Um he's in like in the second half of the movie in the second one. Yeah. Um,
1: popped in and was like, Yeah, I'm cool. You need something done quick. All right. Yeah. <laughs>
0: um but also Uh, it just seems to me that, um, it seems a little too, like, I would love for them to be telling us that the MCU exists or the the X-Men universe exists in the the Marvel multiverse. Mm -hmm. I would love, and that's effectively what they're telling us, at least in some way, because even if, even if he's not playing literally the same character. What do what why would they do it? What I mean from a from a storytelling perspective, it would make it would needlessly complicate the story in a way that getting an actor to do it being a cool thing it sort of outweighs. Yeah. And the only thing that I can say is that they approached Aaron Taylor Johnson and were like, Hey, would you want to do this? And he said, no. And then they went with, uh, get Evan <laughs> Peters, you know, like, <laughs> well, and that would be-, be really cynical. And I would hate for that to be the reason why they did it. Yeah. I, I think that would suck.
1: Yeah. Well, yeah, yeah, for sure. Uh, but I think this also his attitude towards her and the way things play out, uh, with their, dialogue through this episode uh plays into or adds credence to my theory that whether it was strange or somebody plucked him from the multiverse and explicitly told sent him there like here's what's going on you know please help us out because he reveals that he's on her from the get-go like he knows what's going on he's slowly yeah. you know he's playing like buddy buddy with the kids and everything and finally he just lets slip uh during uh you know halloween like this is crazy like how did you pull this off anyway and she's like fucking what like like yeah. she couldn't believe that he is aware and he's she's like you're okay like you don't you're okay with this and he's just kind of like Fuck it, i'm impressed like holy shit and you know starts talking to her about the downsides of it and everything that
3: that uh, leads more into the fan theories that he's the villain that he is secretly the villain and the uh the person that's using that face that 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 we're a certain Wanda person, recognize. a certain
0: yes. spiky, helmeted person. Yes, or headed person,
3: I guess. A certain person of the underworld variety.
1: Yeah, that's um, um, Mephisto. Mephisto, yeah, I get. Yeah, you yeah. told me about him. I'm so. Not... This was.
0: This has actually been a theory from the very beginning of the show, which I was like, whatever. It's not. It's not Mephisto. There's no way it's Mephisto. Um, but I don't know, I'm coming all the way around the Yeah, band on I this kinda
3: one. I kinda bought into that one pretty early. Um, it, it very very much is in his wheelhouse to mess with oh, her it's mind.
0: absolutely the type of thing that he would do.
3: And I just And her was, kids her kids were literally made from his DNA. So. In the comics, yeah. Yeah.
0: But 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 the, the MCU oh like consistently Tweak, takes the storylines and tweaks yeah, them. Like, the, Age of Ultron the movie versus the comic is really the only thing that it has in common is Ultron and the title. I mean, um, Civil
3: War is the same thing. Like, the well, only Civil thing they War is com- closer. Uh, it's not one-to-one
0: at all, but it is definitely closer than Age of Ultron is.
3: I'd say it's one to one Really? Yeah, they, there's... Well, they, they've
0: got the superhuman superhuman registration act which is the sokovia accords
3: yeah that's probably the only main thing they have in common other than the the, the title like nothing no, none of the conflict none of the players Cap are the same. Bad.
1: well uh, and in the, in the comics because of uh iron man 2008 they made the choice thanks to robert downey jr's improv i am iron man they did away with se- the bothering with secret identities in the mcu which was which, the major? Which they sp- they'd, they'd been distancing. Comic.
0: Marvel comics had been distancing themselves from uh, from uh, secret identities for a long ass time. I mean, even as as like the early '90s, they were starting to get rid of secret identities for for like, most of the heroes.
3: And the only the only one that it's still a core tenet of is is Tom uh, is Spider Man basically. Yeah.
1: Well. <laughs> At the end of uh, of uh, Far From Home, Far From
0: Home, yeah. yeah, interesting.
1: Thanks to ah, Goddamn J Jonah Jameson.
0: <laughs> well, I, I, I think I think most of the reason why I didn't think that uh, it could be Mephisto is, um, and I, I know I said the same thing about Thor. I should know better. Uh, that audiences are weird about metaphysical villains in movies and television, if they're not done exactly right. Uh, Constantine is a good example of this. Um, uh, And I, I I guess I just didn't think that Marvel would bring in Mephisto. I I guess I just didn't.
3: He's one of the the biggest mystical villains. And that's the whole phase that Marvel is going into is is this next phase is mystical multiverse.
1: Hmm. Now, what because do you, what don't forget, it? you
3: have you have Moon Knight coming up. You have
0: yeah, that's true. Yeah. You have
3: Blade coming up as Probably well. True. He's yeah. he's he's a villain to both of those characters.
0: Yeah, and I guess you can't have, you can't have vampires without the fucking devil. <laughs> yeah, pretty much. <laughs> I mean, not like. Traditional vampires. And that's that's something interesting. Like, are we going to see? I guess we are. We're going to see fucking vampires in the MCU. Like, wait, is this, this is interesting. Is uh, fucking Jared Leto's vampire going to be hunted by Blade at some point?
1: <laughs> oh, he's, uh, uh yeah, uh, Morbius. Is Morbius going to be
0: hunted by Blade? Uh. Probably not, because that doesn't i hope it's not included in sony's mcu contract but i hope
3: he gets recasted (laughs) i don't want to see jared leto as fucking morbius come on
0: if joss whedon is getting called out it's just it's just a matter of time until he does too because the same rumblings under under the table that have happened with joss whedon have been happening with him for the same amount of time.
3: Yeah, it's, he's another one of the open secret assholes in 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 the in the Hollywood industry. You know what it
0: really comes down to? It really just comes down to someone who's big enough who uh has enough bravery to come out. That's really what yeah. the like that's it.
1: I like that uh we are getting more uh Producers and directors who are nipping it in the bud from the start and not putting up with shit on the set. Uh,
0: because you really have to. You have to because it, it is so ingrained in the culture of Hollywood that people are allowed to be fucking monsters. Yeah. That the the first time a, a bad person gets uh, allowed... The first time they allow the the set and the crew and everybody allows it to happen, it they just keep doing it. They do it on every it's, and everything. And sometimes it's not as bad, but sometimes it's a thousand times worse. It's
3: the whole tortured artist like, Auteur stereotype. Theory. Yeah, uh, it's yeah. oh, they're a tortured artist. They came from a, a rough background, or they 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 have some bad habits. We have to we have to allow that because it it. We have to excuse that because they're a genius and they they make art. No, you don't have
0: the very first feature I ever worked on. We, I had the worst fucking experience with a director and it was horrible. It it was horrifying. It was, it was, it was awful. It was, it almost completely turned me off to the entire experience and nothing happened. And he, he got to do the same shit on, on, all the other projects he worked on until eventually he worked with a producer. And this four or five years later, he worked with a producer that was like, what the fuck are you doing? Don't you're not, you can't do this. You can't treat like, people like this. It's like, and the, she fired uh, him. She, and notice what I said, she fired him. Uh-huh. Um, And uh, they just got another, another director.
1: Yeah. Uh, Olivia Wilde uh, is working on her second film. And Good for uh, her, Just a a month or two back, uh, shit can Shia LeBeau. uh, Yeah, just (laughs) actual
3: cannibal Shia LeBeau.
1: Yeah, just uh, fired him from the. I forget the name of the project, but uh, yeah, apparently he was being a a, he was being Shia LeBeau. And well, uh,
0: and it was good timing on that one because (laughs) it happened like right before all that that other stuff about him came out.
3: Oh yeah. Wait, there's more controversy. Which I have about Laveau now.
0: Oh, it's a whole thing.
1: What now? <laughs>
0: uh, well, his ex girlfriend accused him of, of like oh, physical right. battery. Yeah. Oh. Did hear about like, it. like not sexual assault, but literal, just regular assault. Mm. Yeah. So he's and, a drunk and emotional, asshole, like and oh, and but mainly, she said it wasn't even really the physical assault. It was the emotional, uh, it was the emotional um shit that he put her through. Mm. But also, there was physical assault. So. Anyways, back to WandaVision. <laughs>
1: <laughs> back, to WandaVision. <laughs> back to the emotional uh, assault that is WandaVision. God, can we have anything that is good? Oh, yeah. And at the same time, we're watching, we're geeking over this show that is becoming a horror show. <laughs> I mean, I it is literally to be,
3: torturing a, the people.
1: It's <laughs> been a slow burn horror show this entire time, but now we're seeing it that, oh, those, those moments of vision walking to the edge. Oh, those complex. were rough. Yeah. And yeah. And just
3: the lady crying but not able to move.
1: Oh, the
0: single tear like streaming down her face. Yeah.
3: Yeah.
1: Yeah. It's becoming very difficult to empathize or sympathize with Wanda at this point. Well.
2: But they've also been kind of like, I don't know because
1: good. we're not entirely we're not
0: a hundred percent. I mean, we have been literally told that it's all Wanda. By um, Monica Rambeau, but and
3: and Wanda herself knows that she has started it and has an amount of control over it. Mm -hmm. I'm
0: still not completely convinced that she's not being influenced somehow. She she says she's still
1: how she she was able to start how it came to fruition, but then she became aware that she is in control of it. I think that's what she discussed with yeah. uh, but I think so she, she also
3: w- knows that if she closes this down, she does not know what happens to her kids. And yeah. she knows that Vision Vision will will die. goes back to the dead.
0: Yeah. yeah. I, and that was so, pretty that was elucidated in this episode, is that Vision can't leave the, the Hex. Yeah. yeah, he he
3: is absolutely still dead.
1: That was so sad. Even though we knew we saw it coming, but still it was just like, oh God, he's just I mean I'm a little annoyed that they
0: ended up killing Vision so quickly just because I'm such a huge car- a fan of his storylines in the comics. But I mean, if this is the way he goes out, I guess that would be fine since we got a show of him more, but I wish they would have done more with him.
3: I think there's still a chance for him to come back.
0: <laughs> I, think, I think so too. I think it's possible. I
3: mean, A, they were testing on his body, so you know they were doing some shenanigans at SWORD, and yeah. B, Shuri was like... done with with separating him from the Mind Stone before he went out to the fight. So, like, sure, he can still come back into this and say, Magic McGuffin, he's alive. Yeah. So, (laughs) while we
2: were watching the episode, before Vision physically tried leaving the Hex, Uh the Hex, yeah, Tony and I had paused it, and we had discussed, like, dude, everything that goes in changes and stays the same when it comes out. So, Vision goes in dead, he becomes alive, so with that theory, with those rules, he should be able to leave alive, but then it showed that no, he can't.
3: <laughs> yeah, she is not powerful enough to reverse death at this point,
0: Yeah,
2: Not only that,
3: but it was the... Well, mo-
0: and, and they talked about the well, they, they grazed over it, they didn't answer that succinctly. She, she said, well, I don't know, you know. Um, I,
3: that's why I say Yet. Like she still has room to grow in her powers and in the comics, she totally can, if she wants to bring somebody back from
1: the dead. Yeah. 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 Clearly uh, she fucking also set off a nuke, a Pleasantville (laughs) nuke across the state. Yeah. (laughs) Also that moment. I mean, uh,
0: that's sort of been, that's been the uh, uh, Chekhov's gun sort of hanging on the mantle of the show the whole time is that, that i knew in the first episode i was like this hex is going to get a lot bigger you know like i don't
3: think it got bigger i think it just moved i think it literally just moved
0: no, no it got bigger. got bigger yeah it definitely got bigger i think so she expanded it
3: byron here's a question for you who is more powerful scarlet witch or phoenix
1: ooh,
0: ooh. um i mean i don't have any like concrete evidence to back this up um, but like the Phoenix can't literally rewrite. Re- uh, I guess she can actually. That's the Phoenix Force sometimes can rewrite because Psycops, when he got the Phoenix Force, he like rewrote reality.
1: Guys, we need uh, Ken Watanabe, let them
0: fight. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I don't know. I, I mean, uh, she's an Omega level mutant, so like. I, 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 is there a definitive answer to that? I don't know if there is. I, th-
3: I think she is the most powerful u- mutant, even even before she gets the Phoenix Force in her. Jean Grey is like one of the top five most powerful mutants in the Marvel Universe. Then mm. she gets the Phoenix Force, who, on its own, is an Omega level.
1: Yeah. Force. Omega so. level Pokemon. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> also.
2: Well. Go ahead okay this is kind of diverting from the current topic at hand but while we were watching it tony pointed out that the outfits that her and vision wear on in the halloween episode are ones directly from the og comics oh yeah
0: they're they're com- all comics accurate that. so that yeah.
2: was a pretty cool little Easter- they're
0: great they're the 70s era uh hers is the 60s era and vision didn't come around until the 70s but yeah it's
2: even oh, Quicksilver's colors are glaring. Even
0: even Quicksilver's <laughs> costume is comics accurate. Yeah. Well, and not just that, but Wiccan Wiccan and Speed, their yeah, their costumes, their costumes are comics accurate too. Yeah, I, and Tommy.
1: Yeah, uh, Quicksilver's hair though, that was very Wolverine. <laughs> uh, as Meg Meg put it perfectly, it was a cross between Wolverine and Ace Ventura,
0: <laughs> or the Devil.
1: Ah.
3: Uh, uh, Oh, (laughs) got some horns there you know horns
2: another another thing um that i found extremely disturbing was that fucking shark commercial (laughs) that they did
0: yeah so that actually (laughs) i think i think that was the first time in any episode that i really truly had no idea what that was about
2: yeah neither did we uh
0: it was very lynchian um yeah, like just like clawing at the, the seal, but he can't get it open and then he fucking starves to death. Like, what
1: the fuck? Yeah, so everything else has tied back to what And we... it is like a very
0: direct reference to something. <clears throat> yeah,
1: everything, everything's everything been a direct reference to something that we've seen in the movies or, or was told about in the movies. Um, but yo, magic that I, I, yeah, I looked up some what? articles after, and the best like guest admit that uh, somebody came up with on some geek website was. Essentially, that's the tale of her trying to save Vision. Like he's he's already a dead man, yeah. but it's just uh, you know a little yogurt cup isn't gonna save that kid on the island. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no matter how rad that claymation shark is. <laughs> also,
0: two things about Monica I want to talk about. This is how she becomes Photon, right? Like clearly.
1: So I mm-hmm. saw headlines about that. I'm again, I'm not familiar with the comics, so she Monica. Well,
0: it's the- not really. Uh they're not gonna get the comics explanation for how she gets her powers anyways. So this would be the best way to do it. And I'm feeling like they've rewritten her DNA twice yeah. now and well, a third time because she's still she got did she get caught in the bubble or did they were did were they escaping?
3: No, they were escaping. They oh, were further okay. they were further away than the the the, the rest of the sword agents. Oh okay. RC got stuck, she was
2: Oh man, that's Handcuffed. so
3: So some of
0: the some of the things that I was reading was that she's gonna come back as her uh um her sitcom character. Oh, uh, two two broke, uh, broke girls from two broke girls, <laughs> yeah.
3: Oh my god. I thought
0: that was pretty funny. That's hilarious. Um
3: if they put her in as a as a snarky waitress, <laughs> that'll be so perfect. Good. You be just so hear good. that guitar riff. <laughs> 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 oh yeah.
0: Um also uh, Last thing about Monica. Who is her aerospace
3: engineer? Eh, there's it, it could be. It could be Reed Richards. If they want to put the. Uh, the, I, the... Uh,
0: yeah. It's, I don't it's, know. <laughs> it's, it's, it's a little
3: early to introduce. Introduce Fantastic Four.
0: Also it would be but, a really weird way to do it.
3: I mean he is an aerospace engineer. That is one of his backgrounds
0: sure i don't know that that i i mean i would that would be fucking crazy if it happened uh, but i also like am highly skeptical to that
3: i mean who else who else in the? and they, they do need they do need the tony stark replacement asap like we don't oh, wasn't have, that
0: supposed to be dr strange is well dr
3: strange is the mystical know-it-all but yeah. we still don't have the technical yeah. genius know-it-all. Maybe it's
0: Justin Hammer. <laughs> Jesus Christ! Oh
1: my God, that'd be awesome. Please let that be true. I mean,
0: I've been I've been waiting for them to bring him back because I really do think that they they underutilized him.
1: Oh, he's just so fucking fun.
3: But wasn't ninety percent of his tech all just ripoff of Tony Stark's tech? Yeah. yeah
1: well, you know,
0: we pro. Okay, I just answered this question myself he'll probably be back for armor wars
1: yeah yeah actually wasn't that announced i
0: don't I'm think gonna... so i think all we know about armor wars thus far is don Cheadle. okay and yeah, uh thinking. <laughs> yeah. yeah we might get to see uh um obadiah stain's son in that that'd be good mm. yeah mm. that would make sense um uh,
1: this kind of reminds me of one other little tidbit um just tiny little geek easter egg the uh the street that uh oh ellis yeah the the street ellis avenue is where vision comes to where the the border of the hex lies uh which is a little sly reference to uh president ellis who was the president of the in the marvel universe during you know iron man three and beyond and into agents of shield who
0: was himself named after warren ellis
1: warren ellis yeah Played by the illustrious Death himself, William Sadler of uh, Bill and Ted fame.
0: <laughs> yeah, uh, Section Thirty-One op, too, operative. Yeah.
1: In fact, the
0: original Section Thirty-One operative.
1: Yeah. And also the big bad general from Die Hard Two.
0: <laughs> oh, I love it! Yes. Yeah. Actually, um, I've I've met him. I served. He came into my into living room theater theaters, the movie theater I used to work at. He sat down at our bar and I served him a couple of drinks. It was right after he did um, Batman Dark Knight R- Rises, I think. Because he has like a cameo in Dark Knight Rises.
1: Huh.
0: Um, it's not a cameo. He's just in it for like, he's, he plays one of the cops.
1: Hmm. Um, I remember your story about, uh, I don't know if it was the same serving gig, but. Freaks? Uh, huh? Freaks? It- Oh no, I don't know if I heard about Frakes. No, uh, um, uh, Mulder and Scully's boss. Uh, oh yeah, <laughs> and he like forgot yeah. his wallet or something.
0: He forgot his wallet, and I was just like, oh my god, <laughs> I really don't want to just geek out and just like tell you too much of like about everything right now. Yeah, uh, it, it's it's this constant balance that you you have as a as a geek uh, who also uh, has respect for people um, that you don't want to. Um, waste their time and also make you, yourself look like a complete utter fucking
1: idiot. Yeah. Um, I always do anyway. No matter how true. Yeah. Remember that time I
0: sent you a picture of Bruce Campbell playing pool? Uh, he was playing. He was playing. He was he was in town for Comic Con at uh, a uh, in Portland, and he was at the billiards hall that I was at, and I, I creeped on him, and I sent you a video of him playing billiards.
1: Oh shit! I don't remember that. It was like
0: 2010 or something.
1: Oh wow oh bruce groovy bruce
0: so what do you what do you guys think is coming for wandavision what do you think is on the horizon
1: fuck i i i genuinely don't know anymore
2: <laughs> I, well, I mean they basically I wiped out the whole like outside troops by putting it within the bubbles so yeah
0: that, that, that literally sol-
2: nobody left it's gonna
0: have to be a much bigger operation to contain this than it was yeah
2: because yeah, all the tech is like- i don't worthless
3: but it also it also it also leaves monica up to do whatever the fuck she wants whatever she was planning there's nobody to stop her interfere with her
0: yeah yeah they're all clowns now (laughs) literal clowns
1: (laughs) yeah so so yeah either monica her little aerospace engineer friend and their little band are going to... I mean,
0: it's pretty clear that it's going to be a big reveal, though. Whoever the aerospace engineer, it's going to be somebody big, and it's going to be somebody who at least the fans are going to lose their shit about.
3: Yeah. Yeah. And so, I think... uh, So, there was a rumor a couple of weeks ago that uh, one of the next episodes was going to be a Malcolm in the Middle episode, and sort of that was the theme of this one. Mm -hmm. So, that leads me to believe that the same person that leaked that information is kind of right about... is going to be right about the next one. yeah. The next one might be an office-themed episode. Oh, interesting.
1: Probably, yeah, either Office or like Modern Family. And that that format of, you know, here's the well, interview at to the, the camera. camera. Yeah, here's yeah. the narrative, and then we're talking to the camera. Yeah. Wow.
3: Yeah, and that could be that could be the theme. Like, okay, Monica's going to the aerospace engineer, and they're going to de- de- design their their ship but then it wouldn't make sense for her to be talking to the camera it'd have to be
1: someone inside
2: well maybe it'll be at vision's work
1: yeah probably yeah
0: Yeah, that makes sense yeah
1: either way (laughs) the the threat has grown so large also do we think Mm -hmm.
0: that i mean what about billy and tommy i think it's i think it would be i think
3: they're gonna survive Oh, they're real. They're real at this point. They yeah, are right. absolutely what is, real.
2: What was up with them? I even asked Tony this question. It's just like, were they also kids in town that she is now reassigned as her children? No, those
0: are her kids.
2: She, create them?
0: she created them. Oh, shit. From scratch. Mm-hmm. But okay. they're her kids, and I'm fairly sure they're real. Because in this episode, he was able to counter her. And mm-hmm. if she was controlling him, he wouldn't be able to counter anything prevent her from controlling her mm.
2: plus they also aged themselves and she told them yeah aging, so. also
0: meta knowledge billy and tommy are two pretty huge characters in oh, the comics on their own and, they're huge characters, and yeah. they are they can they can hold up their own franchise young avengers mm-hmm. which marvel would be totally insane not to do a young avengers show yeah sure.
1: For- i
3: think that's that's pretty much where they're headed with the yeah. with them doing Ironheart and uh they're doing the next generation stuff yeah uh, but Mrs. i mean marvel
0: like yeah
3: or but Ms. young marvel. avengers seems like the point of it all especially they're they're looking at like spider-man is probably the oldest yeah because they avengers. can get
0: hulk they can get hulkling from the scrolls
3: well but not only that they have miss marvel they have these two kids um they're doing uh what's the other young one that they're doing
0: also we might get uh um uh captain marvel's or uh captain america's uh isaiah bradley um his grandson who becomes uh the patriot in um young avengers so there's this really good storyline in marvel comics where uh before after they tested after they lost the super the super soldier serum they tested a new version of the super soldier serum on a bunch of african american soldiers that went horribly wrong for 95% of them except for one dude who pretty much everything worked out but the government turned their back on him and he effectively like do you do you really
3: think they'd do that kind of storyline in this kind of political climate right now
0: absolutely
2: oh yeah yeah why not i mean they did
0: black panther i mean they're talking about the horrors of colonialism so like true
1: (laughs) oh that was another bit of news uh that they're actually developing a wakanda series oh that's right yeah uh
0: yeah i mean uh, honestly marvel is not run by Ike ike perlmark pearl mutter anymore and from its inception marvel has been an overwhelmingly liberal leaning um franchise uh written by like new york jews you know so like uh, people who read the village voice so i I would not be surprised and especially feige does not seem like he's uh allergic to it at all in fact if anything He's seen that two of their biggest successes, Captain Marvel and Black Panther have le- led to $1.2 billion box office grosses. So,
3: but then I again, know. I, I don't think they would do another super another Captain America themed hero when you already have uh, like Falcon Falcon and-, Falcon and the winter soldier and you have uh, miss America coming up. So don't forget about that. one. Oh, as well. I
1: forgot about miss America. Miss America. Is that a show?
3: I think uh, she is going to be in one of the movies. She's not getting her own movie right away, but uh, I think she was cast in. uh, America Chavez, right? Yeah, America. She's in Doctor Strange. Oh, what? Yeah. She is? Yep. She's in Doctor Strange. Wow.
0: That is going to be a weird ass movie. (laughs) I'm looking forward to it, but like, what the fuck? Hmm. Wow. Okay. That's cool. All right. Well, so what I was getting at is that uh, with Falcon and the Winter Soldier, there is, because they're dealing with alternate Captain Americas, there is somehow space, because it is a bunch of episodes. Um, And from what we've seen, uh, these shows are a lot more surprising than we anticipate. Mm -hmm. Like, there's a lot more, go ahead.
3: I honestly, when WandaVision came uh, when WandaVision was announced, I honestly thought it was going to be a completely throwaway show. I thought there was going to be nothing of major importance to it. I thought it was going to be okay. It'll tie into the greater overall Marvel universe. Like they said it would, but nothing major was going to happen. And clearly that was completely fucking wrong.
0: Yeah. I mean, I thought like, I thought it was going to be a lot more um, along. It's it's funny because I predicted the exact opposite of what, what most people seem to be offended by is that, the show was really like slow and pretending to be a sitcom. I thought that's all it was going to be. I thought it was going to be that. And then there'd be some twist in the last two episodes. Um, but it seems like they're very much more approaching this as just like five hour long Marvel movies.
3: Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And, and, you know, Kevin Feige, that's what did Feige say, said, you yeah, know? he did say that these are going to be bigger events than and they will tie in more than past I guess shows. I guess
0: what it is, is that we've gotten so used to uh, Marvel television studios stuff that are largely irrelevant on in the greater scope that uh, I mean, that's what I just sort of got to like stuff happens in Daredevil, but it doesn't like change anything. It doesn't even really change that much in the daredevil universe um yeah
3: you know, i'm i'm glad i'm fucking just, loving it just give us back just give us back the fuck is his name matt murdoch no 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 the 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 bad guy
1: king Oh, kingpin kingpin fuck yeah. yes but yeah honestly like I, I really
3: kingpin. just
0: wish that they would just give us all of those back because yeah. i've really enjoyed those shows um i i mean i think the casting on all of those was just absolutely fantastic and not, not iron fist um <laughs> <laughs>
3: by the way by the way the rights yeah. to all of the shows are now officially back with disney the final two had, uh, were punisher and jessica jones and they just reverted
0: and i i would love to see punisher brought in to the like main mcu because there are some incredible punisher stories that involve other characters i mean the relationship between cap and punisher is fascinating um and i honestly i'm tired of seeing frank as uh, a hero like
3: frank frank was a a big uh friend and antagonist to blade as well so i mean that's yeah great point i mean he
0: started as a spider-man villain yeah yeah, a throwaway spider-man villain um uh, so like I, I just love to see him interact with Spidey and give
1: me Kingpin and Spidey, please. Just. Yeah, yes. I mean and uh, Vincent Vincent like,
3: would be the perfect one to play against Tom Holland.
1: Yeah, like, no, absolutely, because
0: he's so like hor- like awfully serious, you know? Like can you imagine like Tom Holland just quipping at him? It'd be amazing. It'd <laughs> be so fun. Um Yeah, I, I mean all- Gosh, wow! I mean, so I am right now. I'm re- I'm doing. I haven't done this in a long time. I'm doing a full read through of an entire event series of Marvel. The last time I did it was Civil War in two thousand eight. Um,
3: God, that was a slog I, to get through.
0: I I, I read it in two thousand eight. Came out to it, so. Um I read lit. I I downloaded some some like sixty gigabyte torrent of yeah, every I think single. I-
3: I think Did I downloaded the same torrent. <laughs>
0: <laughs> and I literally just went one by one by one and I read every single tie-in issue to Civil War. And there were like five hundred fucking Yeah, it scenes. was a oh, slog
3: to get through. Jesus Christ. So I'm
0: doing that now with Secret Empire just because um do you guys know what the Secret Empire storyline is?
1: Uh refresh my memory.
0: So Secret Empire is Cap is actually Hydra. Right. Hail Hydra, and it ha- happened in 2017. It's written by, um, uh, it's pretty good. Uh, it it's mainly Falcon and Captain America, the two storylines. Um, Cap, uh, Falcon is capped, and Cap is also Cap, but he's also Hydra. Um, and then it eventually leads to Hydra taking over the United States, and this happened right after the election, and uh <laughs> a lot of people were pissed off about the storyline but i love when marvel gets political because i actually think they do a a rather good job of making superheroes political in a in a in a way that seems impossible wait um, are
3: you saying that people were upset that nazis actually took over the us
0: <laughs> well and it just it made so much sense to me that like the most ca- the most American of heroes was turning out to be a fucking Nazi, you know, like it seemed very appropriate at the time.
1: Yeah. I do remember uh, hearing about that now because so many people were pissed. Like you don't, you don't mess with cap like that. (laughs)
0: Yeah. And I thought it was, I thought it was a brilliant turn using cap as a political tool like that to be able to say something larger about American society. Anyways, that's, that's my next big comics project. I haven't done something like this in a long time. It's not quite as big as Civil War, uh, but uh, I'm excited.
3: Mine is uh, I finally uh, resubscribed to the Marvel app and Marvel Michael, Unlimited. Yeah, yeah Marvel man, Unlimited. I love it.
0: It's it's great. And yeah, they only do three it. months. They only do three months now instead of six. Oh, nice. It's great. See, that was
3: that was the reason why I stopped doing it is because it was so far. F- fucking behind that
0: I mean I'm so far behind it doesn't really matter anymore yeah. anyways so
3: <laughs> but uh, I wanted I, my my goal is to catch up from where I left off with the Star Wars comics since they relaunched them
0: Yeah I mean that's what I, I have, do is it, it's it's a cycle every time a, a new Star Wars something comes out I start read the comics again for like a month and then I stop until the next Star Wars thing comes out
1: <laughs> Yeah they it's... have
3: so many different fucking series though they were they were crazy There's like at least like 10 different character books. Then you have the main book. Yeah. Uh, and then you have like three different Darth Vader series. Yeah. You have Dr. Afra. It's so crazy. And then, the and then they ones...
0: do their, they do their like a uh, little uh, event series every year.
3: Yeah. That, like tie
0: and then... most of the books together.
3: That's, what's crazy actually... about
0: Marvel unlimited is that like, I'm fairly sure that if I read 10 comic books every single day, for the rest of my life, I couldn't get through Marvel Unlimited's back catalog.
1: Oh. Jesus, nope.
0: yeah.
1: And I'll be getting around to those uh, Firefly comics that we said we were going to review. <laughs> Although, after this week's events, do we want to... <laughs> Uh I mean, how tied is he to the? Yeah, I mean, um, I'm gonna
3: tell you guys right now. That's that's all you. If you want to continue on that, but, uh, I'm, I'm definitely not, not going there.
0: sure I want to continue doing that.
1: Okay, so next episode, Trek.
0: All Trek. We're yeah, uh, all Trek. We can- yeah,
1: we right. didn't direct any Trek episodes, right?
3: Not no, that we, we did know. Not, it, so.
0: <laughs> um. Well, and and you know that actually brings up an interesting question. Like, at what level? does the influence of the creator like tarnish it because
2: we just talked about this not too long like in the last yeah. podcast
3: yeah well we've talked i think we even talked about it on a previous on the previous iteration of the podcast look at
1: baby driver
3: this is coming a can lot can you still watch baby driver yeah oh
1: with space because space kevin spacey yeah do you ever well, go back and enjoy the first well eventually?
0: and here's the thing and, and i made this i made this argument on a uh on Facebook in a a friend's post earlier today, a friend of mine um, said that she was done with Joss Whedon and with JK Rowling and would be leaving, leaving behind their work forever. Mm -hmm. And I'm okay with that. That's, that's, I uh, support that decision. If that's something you you feel like you need to do, Mm -hmm. but I don't think that because I, I subscribe largely to the death of the author. I don't think that they uh, control. I won't buy anything from J.K. Rowling, and I probably am very mo- most likely will not buy any Joss Whedon-related stuff. That, that that's a little bit hairier because he, the financial compensation of that is much hairier. <laughs> mm-hmm. Um, but uh... we How... still there. We can still study the works of problematic people, because we have to. We have to, as a society, look at the things that are wrong with our society, and we have to say, why is that wrong? And what made it wrong? And how do we prevent ourselves from doing that? It's the same reason that people study the triumph of the will to understand the, the effectiveness of Nazi propaganda. Like, we have to understand the past so we don't repeat it. So,
3: because we live in a society
0: i mean yeah (laughs) so like just because these bad people did these things and they very much have infected the works like i don't know if i can ever uh really watch firefly without in the bottom of my stomach feeling like like this was made by a bad person you know like I, i i don't think i can ever do that again but if i do I'll know what to look for, and I'll know why I'm watching it. It's to get, the it's to understand what made it bad, if right. I ever do revisit it. What so I don't it? think that we, uh, should prevent. We shouldn't like demonize people for consuming the media. We should demonize them for, for lining the pockets of the people who create the media.
4: Mm-hmm.
0: So like if you're if you're buying stuff from those people i think you might want to if you care about you know the people that these stories are hurting then you should really look at yourself and look at you know your what your wallet is buying yeah
1: Yeah, i mean i own every mcu movie up to up through infinity war if i do a full rewatch in the future i'm not going to skip over avengers one and two yeah i
0: i probably won't either but i mean Every every single time that Loki says mewling quim, I've always felt uncomfortable with it. You know, and it's all I, I've always been uncomfortable with it, and going forward, I will always be uncomfortable with it. But now I know exactly why I felt uncomfortable with it. It was because it was uncomfortable.
1: Mm-hmm. Yep. All right, guys i i have no idea how long we've been rambling <laughs> but uh <laughs> we should probably put a cap on this uh, all right guys well thank you for joining this is tony this is todd this
0: is byron
2: and meg
1: and meg uh the curator of all buffy knowledge <laughs> <laughs> sure <laughs> sure stay frosty guys